I did the YouTubes. I did the uh, Twitches. I almost did it on Twitter by mistake. Oh, that's yeah. fine. It was like telling yeah. me, it was like, you're doing it on TK's Twitter account. I'm like, wait a minute. Hold on a second. When did wait, I configure? Wait, that's not no, how no. So I, it's podcasting that T- works. Do you have that problem whenever you're in your browser and you start typing TW and, and you think it's going to Twitter, it goes to Twitch? <laughs> yeah. 90% of the time yeah, I go to same. Twitch. Yeah, And, and so. I, I find that it, it keeps like flipping on me too. Like whenever I want to go to Twitch, I seem to end up on Twitter. And whenever I want to go to Twitter, yeah, I seem to way. somehow go to Twitch. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to another uh, <laughs> uh, two old guys talking about tech podcast. I'm Juan Absolutely. Carlos Bagnell. This is TK yeah. Bay. Welcome to Best of Our Week, where we try to make it through the week. We succeeded. We've made it to Thursday. And uh, we talk about what we thought was sort of the best tech. And hopefully we'll see in the chat people sharing what they thought was the best mm-hmm. tech of their week also. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, – I think today's going to be a real, like, low-key little... kind of show. We are both whooped. I'm <laughs> – okay, I, 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 I used to be able to handle jet lag way better. And when I say used to, I'm talking about a year and a half to three years, you know, maybe right before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I, I was a champ. I would jump yeah, in, you were, jump you were out. a young stallion like Absolutely. two years ago. And then and apparently there's that magic God knows what number is. Um, but yeah, so I was in New York for a couple of days and literally it was just two evenings of not sleeping regularly. I come back home and now it's going to take me three to four days to get back into my normal timing. Yeah. Like right now, I'm, I, I, I was telling Juan 20 minutes before the show started, I sat on the couch to just take a second. I almost fell asleep. Yep. Can't do it. Can't stop moving. It, it, it was going to be. Can't stop. Won't stop. It was. It was going to be a one man show. You know, yours truly. One <laughs> was going to play both characters. He'll be like jumping from one side to the oh, other. Oh, I would have. I would have just tortured this audience. I'd be like, TK isn't going to join me, so everybody gets to watch me play Vampire Survivors for an hour, and then I'm I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's so. torture, though. I feel like. A, I feel like the the the, the group. My that Vampire we have Survivors game is is pretty strong. Let me tell you. I'm, I'm, you don't have to tell me. I've seen it. I, I have. There's going to be a uh, new a new update where they even have like a if you. Can can if you can uh, if you can save up as much game as much gold as the game will let you save up mm-hmm. then you can spend it all in one burst to do all of the upgrades for a single character oh oh just for a single character though well but that's you no know, so you know when well i don't know how far you've made it but once you uh, unlock a, like <laughs> there's like a little guy who's yeah. like a merchant in every mm-hmm. in every level and you okay. can go to him and you you can spend 10,000 gold for mm-hmm. a 0.01% improvement to all of those upgrades like skill okay. and yeah, luck yeah. and might and, and health garlic. but it's 0.01 not not the weapons but like the other skills and enhancements and so mm-hmm. you can go to him and i think it's like it's like 900 million gold or something <laughs> like that I, I i don't know how much maybe it's, it's, it's 9 million gold I, whatever um it's but like a you zillion. can empty your entire bank account and it will do all of the upgrades all of those enhancements for for one character and and apparently you can say. let it play out in real time too where it's doing like 10,000, 0.01, 0.01, 0.01, 0.01, 0.01, 0.01, 0.01 improvements oh to and all you keep, of the things. Oops, sorry, yeah, getting notifications on this, on the Razor Edge. We're going to talk about that a little bit, too. Got a chance to... Yeah. Um, I, I, I'll say that, I'm going to be honest, and I'll say this in advance before people ask, I did not bring my Steam Deck with me on this trip. I purposely... <gasps> How I purposely dare you? went. I purposely wanted to 
solely play How on the razor edge. Dare you? I know, I know. Wow. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, so I'm I'm of, I'm of the philosophy that if you don't immerse yourself in something, you don't truly appreciate it. Like you actually have mm-hmm. to use the tech when you make videos about it. So that's interesting. That that's an interesting philosophy. I feel like you would be more successful on YouTube if you just. With millions like, and millions, with millions and millions of views. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, I know. you just yeah. seem to be, it, you know what I think you need to do is really just focus more on, like, your cinematography. Like, maybe Absolutely. hire full staff and, like, go to, like, I, a I was going to go to the local college uh, lo- and then find the, uh, the film See, group. There you go. Exactly. Yeah, Give them some intern hours. The that's the best way to do. You know, that's, summer's yeah, coming around. Free labor. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you can boss them around. <laughs> and they have to come back. No, I'm just kidding. Well, we're seeing uh, a great crew of folks in here who I know uh, are are much more uh, sort of tech nuanced than than that. No. We've got uh, Eric himself. We've got Easy Computer Solutions. I was lurking in his his weekly stream just before our podcast. We got Barry. Uh, we got Mister Engineer Reacts himself. We got Jason C. Darren uh, Farhan Steve. Ron yeah, Guido, yeah. Uh, Scoop. Uh, am I missing anyone? I thought we got think... Jason and Hamid. Hamid that's who we have well. in the chat. Our right buddy now. started our chat. Yeah, it's it's, so, it's a beautiful group of people. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna like like kind of bad posture, kind of sink into my chair here for part of this. You guys get to look at this <laughs> awesome double chin that I've got going on. Um, where do we want to start? I, I feel like ah, the the I, biggie I, for us is probably gonna be OnePlus, right? I mean, have have is that where we want to begin at say, the beginning? I'll say this: I, I think OnePlus should definitely be the the. In my opinion, at least, I feel like at least. Or we the, could close the, it if 11, we think OnePlus is the stronger topic. We didn't chat out stronger. any of this pre-show, so we're no, you're, you're no, getting no. all the behind the scenes live right I now. I showed I showed up late. Juan was sitting in there, so it, yeah. If anything, <laughs> I probably would say this. Um, uh, we can we can knock out the razor edge. We can knock out. Yeah, we were just the, talking about uh, gaming. You want to? You want to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's do, a okay. perfect way to, to kind of. But we'll just start. We'll start with razor edge because I don't have one, and I'm super jealous. And uh, I do have a, a question for you: In how well do you think this thing operates as not just a gaming solution, but like a fun little portable multimedia tablet? So. Um... I'll, I'll take that. Okay, so from a, uh, from a multimedia tablet or multimedia consumption type of a solution, this is actually very nice in the sense that it's a – so the variant – just a little bit of a background. There's two versions of the Razer Edge. There's a Wi-Fi edition, and then there's a 5G-enabled edition. Mm-hmm. Um, Razer was, mm-hmm. Razer was uh, gracious enough to give me a trial on Verizon's 5G tech, uh, network, and I do have the 5G nice. variant of it. And um, for all intents and purposes, without the when you take out the modem, essentially, where it gives us the 5G, uh, the only difference between the Wi-Fi and the 5G is two additional uh, gigs of RAM on the store uh, on the RAM uh, configuration. So six for the Wi-Fi, eight for the 5G, and that for the most part, it's the same thing. Same 3GX, uh, G3X, not 3GX, G3X uh, processor from from Qualcomm that was released, I think, last year. Not this last year, the year before. Um, and uh, essentially, it's a roughly about a 6.8, 6.7-inch tablet, roughly about a 7-inch tablet with the Kishi, a custom Kishi controller that comes with it that you uh, right now can't buy. And it includes haptics on the controllers, audio jack, and, and of course, still USB-C charging. From a media, So for me, what I ended up doing on this is I installed Netflix, I installed Hulu, and I installed... Um, I didn't install Disney. I was going to install HBO Max, and I think that was where I kind of mm-hmm. uh, stopped it a little bit. 
um, I was I was traveling, right? So my biggest thing is sure. um, watching TV, watching content when I'm traveling on the plane. And also, I like planes. Actually, surprisingly enough, this thing was actually a lot of fun on the plane. Um, I installed nice. some uh, PSP emulators on this, and <gasps> I, was playing, I was playing God of War for the for the majority of the flight back. Nice. I'll be honest, on the flight to to New York, I was editing video. I have yeah if there you guys was, are there following. was a lot going on there was a lot no no there was there was a lot of content and 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 um it's it's a weird situation but like um I've, I've been dealing with the pc problem at home so my laptop is primarily my my life source right now and um so yeah set, sitting on the plane going there was editing on the way back uh, after the show the event was done it kind of was a little bit of a relaxing a little bit you know afternoon so long story short media consumption absolutely fantastic this has great sound the speakers are actually pretty loud they're stereo speakers facing outwards to the right and left they don't front face mm-hmm. but then uh, the kishi does kind of echo back the sound because of the chambers on the side of the controller nice. if you have if you guys have ever seen the kishi uh, before like funnels it, funnels a little bit yeah and it kind of directed yeah. directs the audio to you or at you better than when you're watching it just in tablet mode and then, Which is funny um, because they got it right on their phone. I mean, I, oh no, absolutely, I the, yeah. The, yeah, the, the Razer phone too used to point the speakers directly at your face. It not only so just, just points; it was one of the biggest, kind of two of the biggest. Yeah, the the, the next bit Robin is okay. uh, configuration where the speakers were like massively front facing, were, were um, correctly oriented for yeah. a multimedia experience at your face. Exactly. And and for that and for that I will say that the razor does a decent job for multimedia consumption. The display is really nice; it gets pretty bright. Um, the refresh rate doesn't really impact it, but overall, it's a 1080p, a good resolution display. Speaker sounds good, and I would say because of that 5G connectivity, you could just watch it anywhere. So you're sitting in the airport, you're waiting, you can download content, load it up before you get on the plane. Um, I did pop in my uh, my SD card in here to be able to get some of my uh, emulations and stuff like that running. Nice. So uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. I mean, I wasn't focusing mostly on uh, on watching Hulu, uh, Netflix and Hulu on there. Uh, by the way, the reason why I install always Hulu because I have live on Hulu, so I can watch yeah. the local news wherever I am. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, it, and it's streaming. So the five G connectivity in New York is solid. I'll say that they have. Oh, that's good. They have solid, and because there's so many buildings, I was kind of worried. And where I was, I had like a the room was facing a wall of another hotel, so I felt like I should not be getting good reception. But it was actually pretty decent, even on uh, C-band, uh, on the C-band 5G, which is like around by 500 or so. But uh, yeah, I think it was, so far what I'm saying is I'm impressed with the way this the, the implementation is done. Razer software does a very nice jumping into their launching software. So they have a, a software, not a software solution, but essentially a launcher. Mm-hmm. So let me just do it. So when you're playing the game, you can play in regular or you can go into their launcher. So you can just switch. Nice. And it's an easy jump in and out. They have a screen record button right on the controller. You can start yeah. recording your content right away. I feel, I I feel think, like that's that's like table stakes now. Yeah, like, yeah. Even, like, when I, even on my game, sir, I'll occasionally hit it, and you're like, oh, I just took a screenshot. All right, cool, but I guess we need to have that now. So I came back from New York, and I found this. Ooh. <laughs> with the Peltier cooler. <laughs> It's good. I like it a lot. It's it it's is, like it really nice. I, I want to say like it's almost like gamesters like hey, homeboy wants to play with games. Yeah. So Steve has a question: Is there yeah. video output on the Razer Edge? Is this gadget a proper portable gaming console? I need to TK. He needs to know. Absolutely. He wrote so it I'll, right I'll, there, uh, but I, he did write I, it I with two know. dots at the end, so it's kind of a trail off. 
It's so like, I don't I know how know... serious he is. He didn't put an exclamation point at the end no, of it. No, no, so, no. so it's a need, <laughs> no. but it's kind of like a oh, I need to know. It's like fade, <laughs> fade, fade, fade out, decrescendo. I guess As... I need to know. Well, I mean, uh, honestly, I'm on feeling the... that energy, Steve. That's how I'm. I'm. I'm going to be. I, I'm at that level right now. I might. Yeah. Do not play with the hello, and then you saw me like keeling over. Um, right. It does support video <laughs> lullaby time. <laughs> video. Uh, I meant. I, I meant three, but I pressed the arrow. Oh, proper. Oh, oh he meant to say yeah, ellipses. Periods. Okay, yeah, it is. So, yeah. You know. You know. Etc. 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 Video output is supported, but is not supported through the controller. So you do have proper yeah. video output on the USB C. So if you just prop it up, uh, take it out. And just connect it to a USB-C output in, to a monitor or whatever. Great. It does support uh, video op. And it mirrors Does it have any kind that. of like fancy re-screen no. orientation, no desktop mode, anything like that? Um, no desktop mode, uh, full-on ah. screen. Hey, it, screen mirroring. Screen I mean, mirroring, it, that's good. Is, is a plus. In, I mean, and we'll get to that conversation a little bit later with the other stuff. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, but I just find it funny that I still, I, I think like... Asus is, is doing really good. Red mm. Magic now has kind of a console TV oh, I mode. Didn't, okay, good to know. And good uh, to know. I still feel like the best implementation of this is Motorola. Yeah, they're, like, they're not really known as a gaming brand, but if you plug a Moto Edge into a TV, that's actually, I feel like, the best implementation of a gaming mode for consoles style gameplay. The the, um, the categorization of Ready 4 is crazy good. It, it seriously it, it was done like they took some of the stuff that Samsung's been doing on their device uh, on their mm -hmm. Dex implementation yeah. and they, they But I just mean like Razer was Razer was doing like Project Linda, they've been working yeah. on gaming tablets in the past. I figure if any company was going to look at the alternative desktop video output mode built into Android and just give us a little polish to make that nicer. It, it I, I would have hoped that hoped. maybe Razer would do something like that. So the, the only thing fine. I can probably say is, even though it does not have a desktop mode, but because when you jump into the game launcher mode, it actually does become a proper gaming experience. It, there's a mm -hmm. there is a separate launcher, but it is also the native gaming launcher that you have built in here. Um, yeah, I'll say. Uh, for gaming experience right now, I've been playing a few things. I've been I've installed a few Android games. I've downloaded, right? I've also installed some emulation stuff, but I'm also trying to do leverage Xbox Cloud and um, yeah. NVIDIA GeForce. So this is a very unique experience for me because I came from the from the Logitech. The Logitech is very much a, a streaming. I feel like it's mm -hmm. a streaming based console. The the way it was configured, it didn't have a lot of horsepower, right? It was never intended to be. Like so a so fully... what comparably? I mean, like. Yeah, I, I feel one of the things that's been a little bit tricky to pin Qualcomm down on isn't yeah. that the products are bad, mm -hmm. but using all of these different letter number combinations and some of these that overlap, like 8CX, yeah. stuff like and this, that. This is a good point of reference of what the G3X is. It's 11, so what is six, that, like so roughly 888-plus territory? I want to say... Because that's a little lower than like an 8 Gen 1. No, it, it's a, I would say, an, um, yeah, it's an 888 or somewhere between the 888 and 8 Gen 1. It was released, so when, it was first announced around the 8 Gen 1 as a gaming right. specific. So I, yeah, that so kind of makes it sense. So yeah. it would have been like an 888 plus. Um, yeah. So so what, what kinds of games have you played locally that aren't 
emulators? Like what so what the, what is taxing so, this? So that's the thing. I haven't gotten to the level where I'm taxing the system to that level. I oh, will nice. say I was hoping that Undead Horde would, would play at higher than 60 frames, but 60 mm-hmm. is where it's locked. I can't get higher it. than 60. Yeah. Fr- yeah, it caps at 60. Um, the um, What's it called? Uh, so I, I did obviously install Vampire Survivors. I installed TMNT. I was basically mm-hmm. trying to get things on it as fast as possible because I was trying to... Like it was a weird thing. My yeah, you're gonna be traveling, right? Yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. I was like throwing. It. Um, but Undead Horde I had in there. TMNT I didn't download it because I didn't have Netflix set up before. So as, as I was downloading stuff on Netflix, I jumped into the game, downloaded the game straight from the Play Store. Then I had TMNT installed on it, and of course Undead Horde was uh, easy uh, to. It's an Vampire Survivors was. It's also a free game now that you can download. Undead Horde mm-hmm. does get it. Does get the fans kick up. There are there is a, a okay. legit a legit cooling system into this that reminds me a lot of the steam deck this is where this this has a lot of um i feel like has a lot of uh inspirations of what the steam deck has this has actual built-in fans so you can kind of see it mm-hmm. on the back here these are the grills yeah. on the side there's three here and three on the side so intake and outtake and they do kick up so you feel mm-hmm. like the system is already working at it but even at 60 frames per second with undead horde because undead horde can actually tax the system if you're especially when you start oh, yeah. building up and you're pushing I mean, even on an 8 gen 2 I, I if you kick up all of the graphic settings to their highest and that's usually how uh, i do it i, I go uh, in yeah. there and i'm like give me everything just give exactly. me all of it um but, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but the OnePlus would would drop i mean it was it was dropping to like mid 40s mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah. after after a couple minutes of gameplay so i i i feel like I understand some of the because because like we had Farhan in here and he was like, well, I don't see where this is special. You could just get a controller for so, your phone, yeah. And and that is a perfectly reasonable reaction, in my opinion. Absolutely. I am I, the mobile guy. I do as much as I possibly can from phones. I have a game server. I've got and Razer themselves sell the the Kishi version too. Yes. Four people. They, to they do started. The same, same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. It's, <laughs> part uh, of this. Things have to be explained. Yeah, yeah. This is the yeah the same company that's selling this is also selling uh, controllers so you could do that with your phones. They want you to be so mobile. And I would just like to posit this as yeah. a potential mm-hmm. that let's say someone had I don't know like Red Magic? a two year old mid ranger phone a and they wanted to play games they wanted okay. to play games mobily okay and they were interested in something like this Razer. Mm-hmm. One solution would be buy an an older new phone, yeah, no, no, absolutely, <laughs> and get a and get a controller. Or you could just stick with the phone that you currently have if that's still working for you as a communications device, mm-hmm. and then go to a secondary, a game console of some kind, like this Razer Edge or a Steam Deck or mm-hmm. uh, even a Nintendo Switch, I think, is a reasonable solution to this. I feel like there's a good argument to be made for one device that has accessories or for multiple devices that then specialize, and I think you end up kind of coming to around the same price point. Yeah. You know, when a Razer Edge starts at around $400 for the Wi-Fi-only model and a Steam Deck starts at around 450 and a Nintendo is... What, I, the Nintendo Switch Lite is three hundred. Is that uh, no two? Was it two forty nine for the for the the one ninety nine for the light? It... It's two fifty for the standard. Oh, okay, one ninety nine for the light. Um, so and then you've got the, options. The OLED was the OLED. I think was the higher 
the higher yeah. price. The OLED, OLED is, is is closer in price to like where where a Steam Deck. Yeah, absolutely, and I, and I think that justified it. They went from an IPS to, uh, to to an actual OLED. I mean, it and the display is bigger too. It's like actually slightly bigger than the standard uh, uh, Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, so Switch Lite is two hundred. Thank you, Darren. Okay. Um, the for, so before the Steam Deck, I would have totally been like, this makes perfect sense. But the, but I, I also kind of have to preface it the fact that the Steam Deck is also a very unique experience. It's actually mobile PC gaming on a on a on a, mm-hmm. on a portable solution. Where what we're getting here is essentially you're right. It's an Android implementation. We are getting Android on a tablet um, with a custom controller, and it's a customized experience, right? Mm-hmm. Where I, I like the fact that I can play games on my phone, and I like the fact that if I want to be able to do things, things like that, I can jump into it and get out of it. And I can put the controller on and do a whole bunch. And I think yeah. for those solutions, that makes perfect sense. To get something that has everything set up for you the way you want it with the launcher, the games, uh, the, the services, um, you have also the ability of adding emulation, all of that, and not have it bock your, your main phone down. This is where it kind of gets a little bit, for me, the, the segregation of content. I like my phone and I love using my phone all the time. And I, I realize a lot of our phones are flagships. They can play, you know, like the Pixel 7 Pro, the 11, and we'll talk a little bit about gaming on that side. These are great gaming devices. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, this, in the case that you were saying about a person that has like a two-year-old phone that's a mid-ranger, like maybe a seven series or a six series processor, um, you know, it's it will hold its own around the seven series or so. But around the six series, I think you're going to start seeing some of that stress being put on it. Yeah. It's not going to have the high refresh rate. That's the other thing that I love about this one. It's 144 uh, frames per second refresh rate, kind of like the Red Magic. So, yeah, yeah should you buy a Red Magic? Obviously, there's always, always going to be a case of, you know, what should you get to get the solution done? This is a prepackaged. This is an easy solution for somebody looking to get a portable gaming uh, uh uh, a gaming system that has 5G. And I think that's what's nice. going to be the appeal of it. And that's where people are going to buy it. Uh, for people that don't know about it, more than likely, yeah, our our fans, obviously, or everybody in the chat, more than likely, yeah, they can jerry-rig something together and get something very close. Uh, but I don't think that's who it's targeted towards. I think it's targeted towards Verizon customers, tar- targeted towards um, you know, holiday and people that just want to be able to buy something and say, look, this is a portable gaming. You can keep this as a gaming uh, con- uh, solution. And then um, one thing I did try just to see kind of like if I was able to get it, uh, this doesn't work outside of the system. This is actually pretty much like even the Kishi app. If you download the Kishi app and you connect it to a OnePlus uh, 11, it does not recognize it as a controller. You can control the, what's it called, Uh, the the mouse cursor on the screen, but the Kishi control app doesn't recognize it. So you wouldn't be able to get the custom, you know, key mapping and stuff like that. That is actually a little obnoxious. I, no, well, I don't, I don't know if it's a uh, compatibility thing. It may be because um, I don't know if you've uh, ever had that with pre-release devices. They typically don't get love from everything. So I, yeah. I got to test but, it out. But a I just, bit more. I just mean like if the, if that bears out as like the retail unit isn't yeah. isn't supporting gonna... other Android devices, or there's well, like a proprietary cable connection, and you're like, okay, I know that what you're trying to say is you needed this so that you could charge the the Razer Edge and have your audio output and all that stuff. Great. And, and for but that, it's it kind of silly to have a USB port on a device and then make that a proprietary connection. <laughs> it, it's a... Uh, I have to test a little bit more, but it was more because the device that I had with me that I was playing games on it was the OnePlus mm-hmm. 11. So I downloaded Kishi and I was like, okay, this should be pretty simple. But uh, this also no. could be because this is a special edition of the Kishi controller for the Razer Well, Edge. no, it is because it's a special edition of the yeah. Kishi controller. I'm just saying 
you could make a special edition of the Kishi that functions with the Razer Edge. And if you're supporting a standard like USB-C, mm-hmm. you it should, be able to... should work with other USB-C devices. That, that to yeah. me is what's kind of frustrating is why are we using a standardized connector with a proprietary interface? If it I turns agree. out that the retail unit that that goes that that's gone live mm-hmm. really doesn't support all that, but but of all the gripes well, that I think we could throw out there, um, I, I feel like that one is annoying, but not a deal breaker. Yeah, and and I the reason why I was saying that is because we there could also be maybe a different app that I just didn't have access to. This is part of the sure. testing part. What what works? What doesn't work? What what does it? What it is does great. So um, so Ron Guido is asking, how's the battery life? So battery life on 5G, unfortunately, is not as good as I wanted it to be. 5G is super demanding on this. I feel like that's not a surprise. Yeah. Well, I was... So it's... Something 888 tier powerful with a 5G radio primarily being used for graphics intense processing. I would not imagine that that would be a really super long lived... No gaming experience. Uh, so whenever I was on 5G, battery life wasn't as good. But when I was on Wi-Fi, it was actually pretty good. So when I was nice. on the plane, and obviously I wasn't playing streaming content and stuff like that, it did actually really good on the plane, and I enjoyed it quite a bit on the way back. Like the majority of my flight, was, I couldn't, um, I couldn't find the plug for the, the for the ear uh, for the for the headset on the on the on the display, and it kept telling me that it was Bluetooth supported, and it's not. And I was like, I just gave up on it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to play. I'm going to listen to content on here. And it was literally about five hours of just enjoyment. And the battery lasted nice. pretty good. So that, that for me, I like that. Um, and the display gets pretty bright. Performance is really good. It's very smooth. And what I love about it is that if you close an app, it doesn't kill it. It actually holds oh, apps in memory where because that Logitech was definitely was... an issue with the Logitech. Yeah. Oh my god, that drove me crazy. Like I could not jump from <laughs> if I was watching Netflix and I just wanted to go check on something. I come no. back. Nope. You have to close each one every time you leave. Yeah. Here, true multitasking. And then I did a speed test, of course, just to see how fast the sucker can go. And I was like, crazy, man. I'm like almost. I, I mean, I, one of my tests was two two gigabits down, and then I got two point six gigabits down, and then. I think uh, I, I could have done it one more time, maybe hit all the way up to three. I mean, it's crazy fast. Like it, the connection mm-hmm. that is in there, but it it sucks up the power. That's all yeah. I say. So if you're going to be running it, I think I probably would say is definitely use the uh, the charging port. Well, and, and also kind of nice that too. Again, we're talking about something with active cooling, so mm-hmm. I feel like there's a better argument never gets, to be made. Uh, yeah, I, I was going to say. Oh, just, go ahead. Uh, the cooling does such a good job that it never gets hot to the touch. It gets warm, but you hear the fans, and it's actually yeah. cooling it, so it never gets to what we used to have with the 888. That that the, sure. the concerns that we had before, they know they don't show up in there. Well, so what what I was going to say is that also goes hand in hand with the charging mode that I really appreciate on Red Magic. Yes, because and, and Sam's and fast Sony's charging part. will warm up your phone. No, 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 no. The 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 fan mode. Um, fast oh, charging oh, will warm up your phone a little bit. Um, but for me, I feel like it's better to fast charge than to wireless charge where the charging takes longer and it heats up your battery too. So yeah. if my battery is going to be warmed up, I want it to be for a shorter period of time as possible. Mm-hmm. And I feel like on a super fast charging phone, I, I think it's a bad idea to be gaming on that phone when you're Why hitting you 120 watt charging. You, you mm-hmm. want to put the phone down for 10 minutes and just let the phone kind of top off, let it kind of come back to room temperature. But on the red magic, 
you can set the high performance, the um, the high output fan mode to kick on whenever mm-hmm. you charge it. So it oh, helps yeah. take some of the burden and it helps kind of get some of the heat out of the device. I would have fewer concerns about an even better vented mini tablet, mm-hmm. you know, active cooling on a mini tablet that if you wanted to use it and it was plugged in, that you would be able to kind of game like that without it, um, and, and, without it cooking and, the internals. And because the controller is done the right way, because you're holding it on the side, I feel like it does a decent job that the air goes up and down and it never actually gets to your fingers. Yeah. So it's it's really yeah, that's huge. The design is definitely done it's very like well. Razer has been making gaming products for a while, and they took some of those things into consideration. It's kind of strange Razor, if you think. Wait, about hold on, it. hold on. Razer makes gaming products. Yeah, I thought they only made. Yeah, mice I, I'm as shocked as anyone. I thought That's it right. was just RGB heaven, man. I heard about their mouse and then their PC. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. That ex- you know what? That explains what it all explains of those a laptops lot. at their store. That's that right. Makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah, those, yeah, yeah. That those are their laptops. I thought it was just monitors, man. Yeah. No, I, no, no, no. no. They, 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 ma- the they made those as as gaming as gaming high performance mark. gaming solution. Yeah. Project Linda to the next level. Um, but yeah. So long story <laughs> short, I'm, I'm finished. I'm I am trying to get my my thoughts on on the Razer's experience overall. It's been positive. I'll, I'll say this. I, I, it, my only thing I will say is I was excited when I saw this in its own, in its alpha stage in 2021. I was super <laughs> excited when I saw it's, it in its final form in 2022. And I'm really, Feels like really it got a lot to, better. Oh my, not only a lot better, a lot smaller, more portable. I can use it as a tablet and as a gaming thing. Yeah. The first gen that we saw, actually the first gen looked a lot more like a steam deck. Yeah. And it looked all, like all it, fused it, it together was, for it was, sure. It was fused, big case, massive, and the cooling was a lot better. And it actually had an HDMI out port. So there was yeah. there's there were there were some some things they decided to change on it. I, I appreciate the smaller form factor, uh, easier to carry, and also like, but, when you're taking but also I, I like that conversation where instead of just trying to copy the success of yeah. the Steam Deck. Mm-hmm. We're blurring some of those Steam Deck versus Nintendo Switch ideas. Yeah. When you want to just pull up a multimedia tablet, you've got a, a dedicated device that takes up way less space. Yeah. And then when you want to clamp that controller on there, you've got something that's a little more Steam Deck, Nintendo Switch. And, and I think there's something interesting in there where the price is higher than you think it should be for an Android-based portable gaming system. Mm-hmm. But it is delivering some of those Android niceties that aren't on a Nintendo or a Steam Deck. I mean, as soon as you say yeah. this is 144 hertz refresh OLED, that is a tangible perk in the games mm-hmm. that support it above what I can do on my Steam Deck. Well, um, and- it's one of the things I love about my Red Magic is being yeah. able to hit 100 frames per second in Dead Cells. And you're like, you know what? In a precision platformer like Dead Cells, 100 FPS is really nice. Oh, dude, and we were doing 120. Oh, it's really on nice on uh, on the Red Magic. No, absolutely. Yeah. It, it's when you when a company decides to just let the system, like, hey, man, you want to burn this into the ground, have at it. But the, we'll give you some cooling to keep you chill <laughs> a little bit. But you know what I mean? Like, I, I understand Red Magic's approach. I remember testing the Red Magic Seven, not the Seven Pro, last year. Yeah, and yeah, 140 on a phone holding in my hand, and I'm playing the game. It's toasty, and it, and, but it wasn't slowing down. It wasn't yeah. throttling. It was just like, go have at it. We will stop when the when the chip falls it's off. Pretty great. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I, I appreciate it. Um, but for me, I think what maybe the the last thing I will probably say before we can transition over, I want to talk a little bit also about the Poco. 
Um, yeah, for sure. Um, so when we say that, you know, can we take an older mid-ranger device and try to get this experience? I think you'll get close enough to what the Razer Edge can do. Because mm-hmm. keep in mind that a mid-range processing device is probably not running a high refresh rate. It's probably running maybe 90 frames at the most. Um, you're also not getting the faster storage, the, uh, the RAM capacity, and, and also the, the larger size display. So if we compare this to what would normally would have been something co- close to it, like a Red Magic or um, even an older ROG or something like that, the price is the price mm-hmm. is already validated with what it offers. At the at the Wi-Fi model only, um, you're getting it at what two ninety nine or no not was it three no three ninety nine I think it was, was four hundred yeah yeah four hundred dollars four hundred dollars for the Wi-Fi model and you're getting the gaming performance of a Red Magic from two years ago which is still very baller because that's what my son uses on a daily basis. So you have to kind of yeah. also, uh, this is why I was kind of saying like, it's, it's hard to kind of leverage. Can you get close to the experience? Absolutely. Can you get the same experience? That's where you need to make a decision. What, what is worth it for you when it comes to gaming? Do you want that dedicated experience and keep your phone, you know, just an easy experience and not bog it down. Cause with, I'll, with I'll, I'll, I'll be the guy I'll, I'll say, yeah. I, I am usually the guy who is trying to show everybody how they can replace all of their other gear with their phone. So yeah, I feel no, like and, there's and, and a for... great solution to say, hey, I want to go out and I really want to leave the house and not carry a laptop and a nice mirrorless camera. Gotcha. And I still want to get all this work done. There mm-hmm. is a very good reason to spend $1,000 on a phone. Yeah. Um, for some reason, I have a harder time turning to gaming and saying the same thing. If the primary entertainment activity is gaming, I don't feel as confident making that as bluntly direct because I've had such good experiences with the Steam Deck. I've mm-hmm. enjoyed cradles and things that you can pop your phone into. But I think if someone is like, hey, I need to have a phone to communicate with people and I like to play games when I'm out and about. Yeah. And I feel like, to me, there are it's a more even split of mm-hmm. the people who should buy a more expensive, more powerful phone and get controllers for it. And, and then, the people yeah. who would do better with a cheap communicator phone and then buying a nice gaming, a portable gaming console to really focus on their gaming. I don't yeah. feel like to me, I, I can happily recommend to people how they can leave their laptop at home and still get a ton of creative work done. I have a harder time saying it's as lopsided with uh, with gaming because with gaming we've got real competition with mm-hmm. content creation and productivity and business and document solutions. Your other option is a laptop. Yeah. Right. So yeah. if you want to leave your laptop at home, I feel like you can do that on a phone, and your phone is stinking powerful. If you want to play games on the go. Well, you could pick up a Nintendo a Nintendo Switch Lite. It's two hundred dollars. <laughs> well, no, actually, there, there are many solutions into the way things. Are. So, um, and and like I said, so we, stay tuned. There'll be more conversation as to like what makes. It oh, they're better PTK. The yeah, I know exactly. You got to catch up on Vampire Survivors, man. I'm I'm talking about stuff, and you're like, oh yeah, that's that sounds cool. Well, and so you're like, I you made just, most of my progress on on the Steam Deck, and I, and I installed yeah. it again on this one. So it doesn't. It's not like I could just easily. Yeah, it doesn't like, transfer. The, yeah, the, the, yeah, that's the library. That was the only down downer about it. Um, but, but I'm just saying, yeah. I'm closing in on like 170 hours of playing this game. You've got and you've got a ways to go, it. man. You got to catch up. Yeah, but you're also redoing it too. You're making it really hard for me, man. It's very, very intimidating to be a team. Look at stuff. They've got a new update. They've got a new update where one of the um, 
one of the abilities you can get is like swarming more enemies. So it's like I need to make the game three times harder than it mm-hmm. currently is. That's oh the tier God. that I'm at. Literally that, no character that you can play can uh-huh. I not make it to end game on Wait. any map. I can make it okay. to end game on any well, character you, on you any map. You unlocked everybody. You even unlocked the the guy that kills you at the end of the 30 minutes. Because like, it's awesome. It is. But now yeah. I'm actually like the masochistically going, well, but what if it were three times harder? Would I be able to make it through every character? Every it was three map? times hard. I got to um, know. <laughs> There's um, an answer to that question and I need to explore. Um, I just want to do a quick shout out here. We've got El Jefe Reviews yes. popping into the chat. We've got uh, Tech Love Mama, Mama giving us yeah, a wave, exactly. telling everyone, uh, saying hey to everyone. And uh, we will be talking a little OnePlus. And uh, before we get there, I've got to direct everybody to Jeff's um, uh, OnePlus, OnePlus Buds, Buds Pro, Pro 2 video. <sighs> Um, his his the title review is, is, yeah, the, it, is the comprehensive review on the OnePlus Buds 2. I'm going to have an article out tomorrow just talking about some of my experiences. I feel my experiences were confirmed by what Jeff was talking about in his video. So before you read my shorter form, look at the, uh, the Buds Pro. If you just caught Jeff's video, you'd get the whole scoop. The full scoop on literally everything going uh, on with well, that. Yeah. Um, just another quick shout out. Tech for your needs is popping in saying hello. We got holla at your boy. I didn't know if I missed LaShawn. If I did, I apologize. But he's he's hanging out in the chat too. Um, we got a real good crew here. Uh, so, um, yeah. Do, uh, let's, let's, more let's to say on the, the Razor? But yes. Yeah, so I was, I was razor, clumsily a week or trying so. to get to this bad boy. Oh, uh, yeah. Right there. Focus. Okay. Come Nvidia. on, Panasonic. I think it's no. Is it Panasonic I, or it, Nvidia? No, it's it's Panasonic. It's Panasonic. Focus is always the camera. The the Nvidia software doesn't do anything no, for. I thought for Nvidia the focus. just does the face tracking. That's why. So just keep it next to your face. Just the, my, wait, oh, here wait, it is. Here wait, it is. Wait, 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 wait. There we go. It's a pretty yeah. phone. I really like this new vibe for, for like the, the Poco. Phone. This is the X5 mm-hmm. Pro 5G. Pro. So okay. this is replacing the X4. Which, um, last year, I walked into a little bit of Poco controversy. Okay. Um, I didn't realize about it. Okay. So, so flagship killer fans are some of the most aggressive commenters on the YouTubes. And uh, last, last year, so the end of 2021 mm-hmm. through 2022 was really kind of a, a busy year for me with Poco. Um, I had played with a few Pocos before, but man, like, really went through almost their entire lineup over a little bit more than a year. The M series, yeah. the X series, the F series, like, F series it was great. a yep. lot. Mm-hmm. They put out a lot of phones. So I had not played with the X3. Um, the X3 is a flagship killer favorite because the X3 is using the Snapdragon 860, mm-hmm. which is frustrating that it's called an 860 because it's basically a plus-plus version of the Snapdragon 855. Yep. It's not a lower-power version of the 865. Exactly. So, the X3 is this, like, like diehard. If, mm-hmm. if Poco fans know X3, they know F3. These are, like, the, the crown jewel phones. Absolutely. And the I get the X4... 
and the X4 is their first foray into 5G, mm-hmm. they don't put in an 800 series SOC. They don't okay. put in a 700 series SOC. They put in a mm-hmm. Snapdragon 695. Six right? six yeah. So, they had so a you few. dropped... You dropped from a Snapdragon 855++ to a 695 in one generation. Now, I had not used the X3, so I thought the X4 was a really reasonable way to have a great lifestyle phone mm-hmm. with a good camera and 5G at a reasonable price. I was very much disavowed of that notion by Boko fans online telling me how wrong I was for saying that this was an acceptable experience like it didn't matter that they went from an lcd to a really nice oled it doesn't matter that the camera improved doesn't matter that the speakers were better none of that mattered you went from an 860 to a 695 this phone is garbage oh my god garbage tk so that's the preamble now we get to the poco x5 and i get a little anxious because i see it's a snapdragon 700 series and i'm like oh no i'm just gonna have a whole bunch of cranky x3 fans telling me that there's nothing worth it for this phone but thankfully it's a 778g it's actually pretty so good. yeah yeah i could break down all of the individual arm components and core configurations but basically the 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 778 in the poco x5 man so many letters and numbers and i apologize this is this is alphabet soup that's going to come are, flying do, at you you are you are doing amazingly great man keep doing keep at it so and, and throw in a few sony names in there then we can then we know you're doing it <laughs> how do you even say susperia xii yeah, yeah. um I, so I, I, the 778g in the poco x5 mm-hmm. uses newer cores cpu cores and a better gpu well i guess i shouldn't say a better gpu but a more powerful gpu but it uses newer cores than what were in the 855 and they're on a die shrink but it's at a lower clock speed so an 865 runs at a higher clock speed that's why it's a more powerful soc but if you compare the 778 to the snapdragon 860 the 778 actually wins quite a few fights, depending on what kind of workload you're giving it. So mm-hmm. this entire song and dance, we're basically back to where we were on the X3, even though this is still technically a mid-ranger SOC. It's mm-hmm. using better hardware, but mm-hmm. at a lower clock speed. So that's also pretty killer for battery life against a Snapdragon 855, because oh, it's absolutely. an underclocked 855. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's all the gobbledygook, blah, 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 blah. This phone is flipping rad. So early bird pricing for the 256 gig model of this gorgeous phone, 300 euro. So about 300 bucks. Uh, I mean, a a little bit more, again, if you were doing the conversions. Um, 120 hertz OLED, really pretty OLED. Not the brightest, but decently readable outdoors. The 108 megapixel camera, because all those megapixels are critically important. Absolutely. Completely flat sides, edges, all kind of rounded off in Xiaomi that sort of new man. current Xiaomi style that I, I think we've seen in some of the, uh, the Chinese uh, released Xiaomi 13s. Oh, IR Blaster, yeah, yeah. headphone jack, 67 watt charging, 
and now a an SOC that brings us up to what I still consider to be silly overkill for most daily driver needs. I can imagine. E- even yeah. though it's several years old now, a Snapdragon 855 is ludicrous. <laughs> if you're like, I like to take some text messages and some phone calls. It's like, you've got a supercomputer in your pocket. <laughs> and you're using, like, one of the low-power efficiency cores at best. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the only downside is, unfortunately, it does seem like Poco's kind of playing the where can we encourage an upsell? Because there's a 128-gig version and there's a 256. Uh, there yeah, is they... no SD card. So they lose the SD card from the Poco X4. And so if you want more storage, you do have to go up. But you're going up to 300 euro. The base model starts you at 250. Yeah. No, I I think it's the price. But it's for 50 bucks more, you doubled your storage. Yeah. Yeah. It's worth it. It's worth it. I I mean, this this is one of those. So load up your library. I'm I'm a little I'm a little frustrated by that, but it's hard to be like, oh, this phone is a deal breaker, garbage. You should just buy something else because like where else are you going to go? Like the Samsung A series is losing SD card support. Absolutely, it still has a pretty good headphone jack. I mean, like it has features and it has features that I think really contribute. Um, we lost our. I mentioned this on the Monday Morning podcast. We lost our Chromecast remote, okay. and it was cheaper to it was it was faster it was the same price and faster to just go to target and buy a whole new hd chromecast mm-hmm. not the 4k chromecast but the hd chromecast mm-hmm. just to get the remote so we went and did that and then literally an hour after i had set up the new remote to replace the one that we had lost we found the old remote <laughs> um but for the last week for the week before that we'd done that we were using the poco x5 as, an Android, as our remote. universal remote, because it has an yeah. IR blaster, and then we could also link it up with Google Home. So at 250 bucks, you've got a ridiculously powerful, full-fledged mm-hmm. pocket computer smartphone with yeah, yeah. an IR blaster and a headphone jack, and it's in the same ballpark as, like, a premium universal remote. <laughs> Like if you remember, like how ridiculous the pricing was on Logitech I, Harmonies. I my God, you I, could just I, have a whole computer phone sitting in, yeah, and and have it play <laughs> your favorite music and play your favorite show and still run the remote. Right? No, 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 absolutely. I think that's one of the very under um, undervalued uh, features that we don't really see anymore. The IR blaster. For mm-hmm. the most part, with the exception of Xiaomi. Oh, and, internationally, they haven't gotten rid of them. I still have it on the X ninety Pro. Wait, we have an I. Serious? Yeah. Hold on. Let me. I don't know where my oh, X90 is. Pro went. It's yeah. right here. Boom! IR blaster. <laughs> okay. It tells you what what I what I've been focusing on this phone for then, because that's not what I use it for. Smart remote, right there. Fire it I... up. <laughs> I mean, we would have used the Vivo, but the Poco was like, you know what? We could like just pass this oh, around. Yeah. I, I'm gonna true. cringe and and freak out if Lex is swinging around an X90 Pro to try and control the volume in our TV. Yeah. But you like, know what? Whoop. On a Poco, I'm not as bothered. <laughs> no, I, no, as, no, no. Okay, no. But, but I'm all, a little all, less concerned. All, in all fairness, I mean, obviously, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I, I, 
I think that as a feature, I think you're right. Internationally, it's been something that we 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 get to enjoy because we get to play with international devices. Like I was talking mm-hmm. to my friend, and um, I I was showing her the Find N2, and and she and I said, "This is an Oppo," and she's like, "This is a what? An yeah. Oppo? Opal? No, no, not the stone. Oppo, O P P O. It's kind of like level, but it's O P P O. It kind of goes backwards the same way as so, yeah. Um, it, yeah, it's obviously, a palindrome. You know, yeah, it's a palindrome. So essentially, the the uh, the the U.S. market is just not aware of it. Obviously, you know, Samsung's primarily is going to be Samsung, Motorola, Pixel, and OnePlus, and we're going to talk about how OnePlus's approach to the 11 is going to be uh, is kind of a little bit different mm-hmm. this year as well. But I'm excited that you got a chance to play with it. Unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to get get my hands on with it. I uh, I did reach out to the to the folks over. They did actually send a very nice little uh, thank you. Oh yeah, package we got for like 2022. A, yeah, yeah. Did you get yours? I had like or? a shirt and a bag in it. Yeah, it, it like just showed up. I have I I haven't fully opened it because they have that like crinkle paper packing, and if I open it here in the office, <laughs> It'll be with my here. terrible shag carpet, I'm never yeah. gonna get rid of it. So I've got to uh, take it back downstairs. Absolutely, no, no. Out. So there was a nice little gift thing in there as well that was actually kind of like a nice little touch from them. I feel like uh, the the Poco team was definitely very. Um, supportive and there was a lot of yeah like i i was i was along with you there on you know 2022 was like the year of every of all the pocos and the I mean, we covered like for me four different versions of the m series phone yeah like yeah there was and a the, lot but the f series for me is what kind of basically you know, yeah. like the f series was seriously legit gaming with the trigger with the triggers and everything so all all of the bells and whistles so but uh what i will probably say is we'll have to see i am going to try my best to see them at mwc i'm hopefully uh well not hopefully uh, i'll be going to mwc later this month and i definitely want to stop by and see what they're doing last year they had the m4 i think the m4 mm-hmm. series was also they would launch it right around this time and they had a whole display of it so i may get a little bit of quick hands-on yeah. video while i'm in mwc uh, and then and check out what other cool stuff i'll be have. very surprised if they don't have two new flavors of m5 out over the next fiscal quarter probably yeah no, no I, like that was the one that always kind of surprised me this is we went to m4 then i was m4 5g and then there was an m4 pro and pro. i think then there was an m4 pro 5g, pro 5G. and then yeah. we got an m5 and you're like well we need like five different versions of that phone this year like that's gotta happen we'll have to so. see I, I think to a certain point most companies we may see a slight different approach to how many devices they release in 2023 because so. we saw the numbers that came out at the, you know smartphone sales are starting to see some impact with the end of the pandemic people going back to work and not people not oh, yeah. the last many. quarter was disastrous for yeah, most so, companies and i yeah. feel that that's going to do a little bit of a course correction for this year but we i still think that there's still some innovation going around in certain technologies like you said for 300 euros or roughly 300 bucks it's hard. Well, to this, knock this is what's killing me because, like, I, I, I'm I'm looking at the United States. I, I'm still very selfish. Yeah. In in how I would like to be able to talk about these products and services, mm-hmm. I love being able to show them off, and I feel like we're in a good group right here where we are entertained by the tech and we like to do things with our tech. But when I talk to my family and friends, like I, I've brought up this story before, my uncle. Galaxy S9, his Galaxy S9 started to die. He really couldn't get it repaired. What did he replace his dying Galaxy S9 with? Another Galaxy S9. S9. Yeah. Right? Makes sense. So his upgrade path is stunted because he doesn't want a $900 or $1,000 S23 Plus that does less 
of what he really uses his phone for than his current phone. And you're like, internationally, I would be able to point you to a $400 phone that would still outperform your Galaxy S9, mm-hmm. would quadruple the amount of built-in storage that you have on that. So I feel like the pressure of maybe losing an SD card would be sort of minimized. Improve the camera, still have a headphone jack, would bring in this feature where you could use it as a universal remote, which for a guy my uncle's age, that's a fun perk. He's got remotes on his coffee table. He still has AV equipment. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. all of those pieces would line up and he would like the experience better than the more expensive phone. Saving money would just be the icing on that cake. Yeah, no, I, and, Th- and that's I, what's killing t- me is like I, I I think he would like a Pixel, but it doesn't do the things that he wants his phone to do. But I could I could move him to a Xiaomi and like yeah, you want to plug in your headphones, it's right there. It you does just that, do yeah. it. And it, I don't have an option like that 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 works as well. It's it's a tougher. So the, um, I'll say that it's it's I, I'm with you. I. I converted my mom from an S9 Plus to a uh, to a OnePlus 8, um, and mm-hmm. initially everything was, for the, with the exception of the SD card, which I don't think she used as much. But it was more so she was used to just Samsung UI and Samsung interface. It took her a little bit to adjust, but once she mm-hmm. once she got used to the OnePlus interface with Oxygen OS, it became something she was comfortable with. But it, it's hard to change somebody that's been that finds something really good. You know what I mean? Like you find something, you're right. comfortable, it's good, it works, well, you're, you know I, how it's going to do everything, and then suddenly I just look like, at... The, the, yeah. the main problem that I think a lot of techies face is like mm-hmm. we stay current on some of these trends. Um, I am not worried about moving my uncle to a different skin. Mm-hmm. He's on a Galaxy S9. If he stays with Samsung, he's still in for a significant relearning curve on based on the changes that we've seen with oh, Samsung right. UI and skins in one UI. I don't even think so he has one UI, We have right? so many consumers out there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We have so many consumers out there that are on older devices. This notion of brand loyalty doesn't work. You know, like I, I say, let's, I mean, being perfectly fair, imagine I, I'm looking at my mom. She's still on a OnePlus 6T. She loves mm-hmm. that phone. It is still like, like she, as a computer programmer, she acknowledges this phone is a ridiculous overkill for what I use my phone, phone for daily. I have yeah. no need to move up the food chain. But there's no brand loyalty there because if she goes from her OnePlus 6T to a OnePlus 11, She's going to have to relearn everything about that interface. That is a significant yeah. change. Exactly. So at this point, we're talking like maybe she she should go. This would be the time to maybe switch her over to a Pixel or to a Moto or to mm-hmm. any other device. Or, or maybe even like, hey, you know what? Just for a year, rock a TCL and see if you like a cheap phone. Yeah. Because you, do, you don't do a whole lot on your phone. Maybe it's time to just step down from the more expensive tier to like something more mid rangery yeah, or like a pixel six, a again, it kind of in that same, in that same boat. So I, again, I, I, I know what's new and fresh and hip and current and how all these little changes add up. But like, you know, I'm kind of rolling my eyes at people that are like, Oh, but it's going to be so confusing. Or, I hate how oxygen does this or one UI used to do that. And you're like, it doesn't matter. 
we've got consumers that are legitimately holding onto their phones for like four and five years. When it's time to upgrade, everything's going to be new. There isn't going to be one they, thing they, that they, they wait and they think it's just a slight update from what they have. And in reality, it's leapfrogs it's and totally it is, it's different. like learning another system. And it, yeah, it, it almost puts you in a position where you're actually pretty much open to any kind of UI change because anything you do is going to be different. So you may yeah. you may have I mean, seriously, which may make sense. An X5 Pro may be something that that you know your uncle could be, you know jump into and, and find some familiar I would mm-hmm. say familiar tones in there, like the headphone jack, uh, the experience with the graphics. I mean, overall, like it's it's a decent phone, but it took it took me. I'll say that it took me a while to get my mom to change, and once she switched over, she was very happy. Literally, my mom, my brother, and his wife are all on on OnePlus devices. My in laws are mm-hmm. all on Pixel devices, Pixel three A and Pixel three A XL. My mother and father in law both love that phone. Um, and then to the comment I think we saw earlier before, it's like you know why why would Google remove the headphone jack? I mean, we to a certain point, it, yeah, it's it's a tough thing. As we see now, even mid-rangers and budget devices are losing Losing those features that, yeah, I mean, you got to squeeze blood from that stone, TK. You got to (sighs) like. How not, dare I mean, you yes. enjoy having your inexpensive earbuds? No, the, we need the more profits. The, the A53 and... lost the headphone jack, lost the charger in the box, and lost powerful uh, uh, processing power. Yeah. It was a, there was a lot of DK, adjustments. I just don't understand there. why you hate enriching shareholder value as much as you do. I think it's, it's like you're constantly, you know, going after these companies for squeezing profits out of their customers, and you're like, I really feel like, you know. You're, I mean, just saying, you're starting to sound like like a socialist. Is, I, is what I'm saying. So I, I will have to readjust. I apologize. That's bad. Our uh, Congress just just put together a pledge to to say no to the evils of socialism. So that's our no, politics I'm, in action, right there. I hear you. No, I. I and How I will, dare you, TK? Uh, I will have to work on my on my attitude towards the. Uh, I, 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 the I char- think I think you you better break. had. because <laughs> <laughs> whatever is good for multi-billion dollar or trillion dollar international conglomerate corporations uh is better for everybody not not the consumer experience that's not what we're concerned about i need to make sure that shareholder value line goes up all the time line can never go down tk I will always make sure to stay along the line and on that note the poco was great yeah and I'm glad you got the right color. Um, in the past, I think we've always oh used to this get the, yellow and black yeah, super beat. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's such it's such a, like a, an old school kind of like hot rod. Oh, it, it, yeah. My lighting in here isn't really doing it justice because it's got it's a matte finish with just like a little bit of a shimmer to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's got such a great texture. It's it's super super practical. I kept a case on it just because again, Lex was using it as a universal remote, but. It's like this and like the Vivos are phones where like I could kind of go back to not always having to stress That's one a case thing I'm really I really appreciate these. about Chinese phones is that you still get cases in there. You get the charger in oh, the box, yeah. you get a case in there. You like getting the, the experience out of the box, you're already there and if you want to get a custom case, you can get it later. But yeah, no, like exactly. But it's ready and, to go out of the box. And that and that, love it. Love and they it. have the yellow on the fingerprint sensor right there as well. They have the coloring on the on the button on the side. Again, something that that used to be so nice, like on the Pixel Four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just remember the, when they did that, that little case? pop yeah. of color, and you're like those little touches. I I hate that because um, I'm usually I, now I'm the your phone has to have a case before I leave the house with it. But yeah, yeah. in terms of design, those little accents did help a device stand out 
against competition. So I don't know. But 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 if you're in a market where you can shop one of these and you're looking at like, well, I want something that can kind of play some games, but it doesn't need to be top spec. And I want a decent point and shoot camera, but you're not living out of the telephoto or the ultra wide because mm-hmm. boy, howdy, the companion sensors on this, the two megapixel macro is utterly useless. It, it is one yeah. of the worst additions to a phone that is as ever I've ever seen on on a, on a on a phone, and I'm not saying because I love to take flower macros. That is like my Zen hobby. I will roll I, around I, in the dirt, I've, waiting I've for the seen, perfect ray of sunshine. I have seen your Instagram. I know yes. what you mean. To, to get that snail shell lit exactly the way that I want it, I am yeah. digging my phone into the dirt to get the right angle at the right lighting. I'm there. Yeah. Macro, yes, I'm a fan. You can get closer at a higher quality just by zooming in on the main camera sensor than what this dinky, miserable 2-megapixel sensor... There is no point in having it on the... We could save the 10 cents per unit if it were just omitted completely, or if we could roll that cost into maybe having a slightly nicer ultra-wide camera, we would have a good competitor to, like, an iPhone 14 at, like, a third the price. I think that would, yeah, and I think I always voice that whenever I have the opportunity. It, it's stick to, if you're going to go with one camera and everybody's going to live in that one camera, then stick to that. You don't, yeah. don't try to put extra, um, I like to call them just numbers. It, essentially, it's all yeah. they're doing. It's is, a spec sheet. Well, but it's also so that it, they're trying to make it so that if you do buy the phone, people looking at your phone will see that you have multiple lenses, which is, seems to be a trend with most devices now. You remember back in the day when it, everybody was running one lens, like with the yeah. iPhone uh, 7 and the 6 and the 8, and mm-hmm. everybody's like, you don't need more than one lens. We can do everything with software. And then yeah. Huawei comes up with the multi-camera, you know, multi circle camera uh, configuration, yeah. and everybody started. But anyway, I, I digress on that part. I do want to touch base real quick on the case conversation that you were talking about. Sure. Because I finally got a case for the OnePlus 11. Oh, hey. Oh, that looks nice. I yes. like that a lot. It which, is a, which one is that? The sandstone. The the sandstone black. The uh, OnePlus sandstone? Yeah. So not the carbon fiber. The carbon fiber I felt like was a little bit thinner. This one, mm-hmm. legit. Like actually bumper case covers the phone all the way. All, nah, of course, I'm like doing it on the wrong side. And this is where it doesn't focus because this is here you go. So, so you get it covers it, and let's go back and there. Yeah, I like that. And it goes all the way, and it makes the back the the bump on the back actually not as pronounced. It becomes a little bit flat, so it becomes nice and flat on the back. It just you know, if you want to cover it, it looks nice. Um, And you know, I wish it was a little bit more see through just to be able to enjoy the color. So I posted the pictures of that, and Simon says, "Hypno's like, you know, go, you know, you have to put a case on it. You got to keep the case to protect it." And I'm glad. Um, I forgot Adam uh, Tech Odyssey had uh, picked mm-hmm. up the case that you reviewed uh, that you showed up in your video. Yeah, on that one, and uh, so yeah, he had it protected with that. And then I was literally the only one walking I- around. People kept asking me when I was in New York uh, for the launch event. Like, why are you? Why'd you bring the 10T for the, the, the 11 launch? And I was like, no, it's the 10T case on the 11 because yeah. I didn't have a case. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, I think I think yeah. it'll be a good segue for us to start talking about, you know, the, the yeah, OnePlus we should we should 11. probably cover some some OnePlus 11. Um, I think so. Real quick though, I, Darren yeah. did ask, how's MIUI for the Poco? Ooh, um, yeah. I I like MIUI. Uh, 
it, it, I, I feel it is a great example of sort of a bouncy and animated skin. Mm-hmm. I don't dig super deep into what those differences are between like Poco and Xiaomi. To me, it's kind of like I can sit there and scalpel analyze the little minute differences between an Aiku and a Vivo because, ooh, it's fun touch, but it's a little bit different. And you're like, okay, yeah, that that's true. Yeah. But I, I feel like the direction that a lot of those skins are going is still sort of iPhone adjacent with the core Android navigation intact. Mm -hmm. And it's things like, man, I really hate how out of the box it's got that split notification shade, stuff like that just just used It used to be a feature in the past that you used to actually have to turn it on. Now it's on by default. Now it's opt. It's It used to be opt-in. Now it's opt-out. Now it's opt-out. So so things like that I think are still kind of – irksome but Mm -hmm. i I do have to credit you know this is a 300 euro device it is surprisingly powerful for a 300 euro device and miui has aged very gracefully into miui 14 that it it's not having any kind of tangible effect on performance you know like i i i think we still have this idea, some of us still have this idea of like a heavy skin on an Android phone is going to kind of impact performance. And that's been informed by the old days of like TouchWiz. I think well, TouchWiz is what Blur... And stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But but now like, man, we're, we're doing well enough on processing power that we can waste a bit of that processing power just to make the animations really pretty and fluid as we're well, just it, swiping it, around. It's also the, screen, the configuration so. of the uh, the processors. I mean, we have OctaCore, we also have... Low, you know, low power, low efficiency cores, low power, and yeah. you also have performance cores. So you're able to schedule the performance in there. And I, right, but I also but feel like I, ever since 11, like Android 11, these something in Android allowed them to run more optimal. Oh no, there, there were definitely improvements too there. But yeah, what yeah. I mean is, immediately coming off of the Poco X3, uh, X4, four, yeah, okay, the Poco X4 is one of those phones that. You know, if a YouTuber were to complain about a Pixel 6a not having 120 hertz, I would maybe point out that the animations on a Poco X4 aren't as consistently smooth. Mm-hmm. So maybe you don't want 120 hertz on a 600 or 400 series SoC if it really hasn't been optimized to kind of fulfill like every frame of that animation at 120 yeah. hertz. With the 778G, and, and I'm sure nothing phone fans would, mm-hmm. would probably vibe with this. Oh, with that's this right. That's what too. That's, that, they're running the same. I, I don't feel we're hurting. I feel I can waste a few CPU and GPU clock cycles to, to keep that animation looking really pretty. Yeah. Um, so so that, that whole experience, I think, has been fine. I, I think in the grand scheme of things, we just saw another article come out about how Chinese phones are spying on you. And the headline was sort of knee-jerk reacted to, but the body of the um, the body of the article is pointing out, or I should say, the study that the article is is trying to summarize. Mm-hmm. the The main issues that we keep running into are when you're setting your phone up and agreeing to every single like, you know experience program or fan club or log in with your this account or that account. And then you're using all of the built-in system apps. Like, it still bothers me when I fire up a Xiaomi and Mm -hmm. I go to open the Xiaomi calculator 
And the calculator says, oh, yeah, to improve your experience, we've got to send information to another server. And like, no, you don't. It's a calculator. It is, yeah. There's nothing you can glean from my addition and subtraction on a calculator that's going to improve my experience. So then I stop using it, and often, if I can, I'll try and, like, disable it in Mm -hmm. in my apps and then go and download another calculator like the google calculator yeah yeah like a legit yeah i know i'm with you so that that's that's the last part of it is i I feel like a part of the conversation and i feel internationally that is that is a much more um visible part of the conversation like the people who have to import xiaomi and bbk brands for their regions Mm-hmm. are a bit savvier still at, well, maybe I de-bloat this, or maybe I disable that, or maybe I install this as another solution or an option. And I think we've kind of gotten off that in a lot of Western tech conversations. Yeah. So we, we get a headline where it's like, oh, the Chinese phones are spying on you. And you're like, uh, yeah, some of their apps are definitely problematic. And I've been well, I was pointing gonna say, to this for yeah, a while, yeah. and all you need to do is not use the built-in calendar go get Google Calendar, and then you're in the same boat as any other Google-powered device. No, I, absolutely. And I think that's the biggest... That if you, as long as you don't interface with it, you can ignore certain things and don't turn on some of those custom options. Even when you're setting it up, it, it'll help a lot, yeah. and it'll minimize Helps a, a lot. lot of those um, notifications, constant options, and then uh, don't don't run the optimizing app. Don't do all of that stuff. I mean, I... At the end of the day, what I would probably say is if you've used another Xiaomi before or a, a Poco, it should not be hard for you to figure out how to do it. If you're new to the device, yeah. um, just be careful and read the, what you're selecting. There's definitely turn... a consumer education Yeah, issue, exactly. For sure. And you should, totally and you should be aware and yeah, limit. And it's easy to – it's not easy, but it's uh, it's not that complicated to, to mitigate. I for think sure. that's probably what I would so, say. That that was a really rambling answer to your question, Darren, but thank you for asking it. Um, OnePlus. So, TK, uh, how has OnePlus betrayed you? Because it's not good enough and it's different and so it's I'm, not like the OnePlus One and Oxygen OS and I it's, actually uh, think the cameras are back. garbage. No, no, no. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I had to summarize sort of what I expected. So seven ninety nine for a, for a hot garbage. Uh, thing. Well, and yeah, and no. you're going to show me like the OnePlus Eleven versus like a twelve hundred dollar phone, so that the twelve hundred dollar phone can win. Yeah, right? I don't understand why anybody. Is that what your video is going gonna... <laughs> to? No, I I I honestly. So I'll, I'll say this. I I think this year, as hard as it is to believe, I feel like this is one of the years where OnePlus is finally trying to go back to their roots. They're they're doing something here. This is where I think a lot of people, because we always want bigger, better, faster, all of that good stuff. Great. And, and and every time we do that, we seem to be wanting, we seem to be okay paying more and more and more like thousand, thousand plus dollars for a phone is, is, is just a norm. Now you think that's what a flagship should mm-hmm. be, but that may not be true. Last year, the OnePlus 10 pro came out with a, an interesting approach, was right? 899. It was 899, but it was also the 128 model. It wasn't the one, the 256. Yeah. So, OnePlus tried to to do the whole gaming of uh you know the the naming essentially is it was eight ninety nine for the one twenty eight it was nine ninety nine obviously they were still hitting that close to a thousand but the phone was always on sale like you could almost every single time you went to look for it it was never on a full retail yeah. MSRP 
so what it's happened still last, on sale <laughs> no no and it's still on sale today they didn't right. actually discontinue it so when i when i started looking at the at the OnePlus 11 originally like i when when we first found out about it obviously when we first got we i i want to say first and foremost i appreciate OnePlus allowing us to have time with the phone this is not yeah. a you got the phone a week later you need to do a video or something on it this is this is literally legit and if you watch my video you could see i was doing speed tests on the 13th of january that's how long of, yeah i was playing with the phone um I really feel like this is this is still OnePlus's flagship for 2023. It doesn't need to have the pro model. Well, I, I need to I need to immediately step on this. <laughs> Go ahead. Let's I am try. so tired of the word flagship. The word flagship is only useful in yeah. talking about the best product of a company, and that's then what people I, that, will though will will go and turn that into. Well, I need to compare flagship phones against other flagship phones. And that's where you get someone out there saying, this is the OnePlus 11 versus the Galaxy S23 Ultra, the Note 23. And you're like, they're both flagships, bro. And you're like, yeah, except one is twice as expensive as the other. So if we're going to play that game, the word flagship ceases to have any relation if you're looking at different brands. The OnePlus That's 11 true. is the flagship phone of OnePlus's year in 2023. And that that's has no relation yeah. to what the flagship phone of Apple is going to be in 2023 or the Absolutely. flagship phone of Google. You're talking but, about but different it, products at different price tiers with different solutions for different those consumers. Those are no, no, absolutely, and then it, that's exactly how it's it, like saying I, I put it what there. we need to do is compare mm-hmm. the flagship of the United States Navy against the flagship of Myanmar's navy. You know, Burma. Yeah, yeah so know. they have know, a no, flagship no, ship, I'm sure. I, and so that's the fair conver- fair comparison, bro. It's the same. So, They're both flagships. They're flagships, I, bro. That's how flagships work, TK. Bro. So there, there, was just, there was an aspect of this conversation that always gets kind of um, muddied in those comparisons because... <laughs> Flagship. I can't continue. Flagship. It means nothing, but I can make it a video title. It is that. I think that's primarily. So I, I think there's a certain thing. There's a certain. I would say there's a certain algorithmic process, uh, SEO type of a, an approach where having the 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 flagship of a popular company compared to other devices on the market, and in in some areas you're not comparing apples to apples. I I don't think that the OnePlus 11 is a competitor to the S23 Ultra. I think it's a competitor to the S23 Plus. That's yeah. really where I feel like this needs to kind of hit the the mark on what is this comparing with. Um, the S23 Ultra is a Note. It's it, it's and it also has a whole bunch of other things that we don't usually have sure. on on the on the OnePlus. So for me, my main thing with the phone at the time is, it, this is a year where OnePlus is like I said in my I still really believe that I mm-hmm. think this is OnePlus going back to their roots. This is them giving you the better bang for the buck, the better faster processor, the Oxygen OS optimized experience, good cameras on the back, good cameras on the front. Hasselblad brought in brought right. they brought back a whole bunch I- of things. I, I did that as kind of like a silly lead-in. Yeah. The, the the OnePlus 11 is a premium device. Absolutely. A Galaxy S23 Plus is a premium device, even though it's not the bestest slate phone Sam- that Samsung is going to make. And when you pick up the OnePlus 11, my fear was that it was going to be closer to the model number and farther away from the Pro. So, like, if yeah. you go back, like... A OnePlus 9 was a nice phone, 
but it was kind of compromised price-wise, right? Yep. There were a lot of these little omissions, the plastic uh, frame, the... Yep. It was not built as nice well, it, it, as used, the OnePlus yeah, 9 Pro. And the OnePlus 11 the feels closer. The 9 was the one closer. that came back with the flat, right? The, the 8 was the curved edges on the, on the, on the, on the, on the OnePlus. 8T and OnePlus 9 had flat screens, but the OnePlus 9 lacked OIS on the main camera sensor and had a plastic frame with a glass back. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it, again... It was a good phone. I still like the OnePlus 9 for what it was, mm-hmm. but it was definitely a lower tier of device than the OnePlus 9 Pro. The OnePlus 9 Pro was built to a much higher premium tier. The OnePlus 11 feels like it's manufactured to be closer to those pro-level devices. My fear was going to be that we were going to get a $700 starting phone more like the OnePlus 9, and it's not that. Yeah. It is no. built nicer Fine, uh, you know, nicer materials, better components, all, all of the bells and whistles that we would expect. And we're just kind of taking a few small compromises on some of the exotic stuff, the yeah. stuff that isn't really sort of being adopted by more mainstream audiences. And, and I think that that's the biggest thing. I mean, they did do, like you said, there was some tailoring to bring down the price. But I think that's the biggest thing about it is the fact that they are coming out of the gate with some amazing deals on pre-orders and also the, the fact that, it's a crazy fast phone. I mean, it still lives up to the OnePlus hype of basically being a fast, mm-hmm. smooth running de- uh, device. Color OS uh, based, sorry, Oxygen OS based on Color OS is crazy fast. Uh, <laughs> I and, wish they just call it Color OS. And, At this point, I'm just like, rip off the band aid. I'm yeah, so tired just, of OnePlus. Just call like, it the Color OS for OnePlus. Crying it, about it. Yeah, yeah. Color no, OS for, 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 for OnePlus. For exactly. OnePlus. Just, just, just what do it because yeah, yeah. it's not Oxygen. It's not. And we I'm left, good with that. We we left a version, a variant of that. But I I'll, I will say this is the weird kind of thing is, um, Nord devices still run more of an older generation of Oxygen yeah. OS than it did than what we see with some of the higher end. Yes. So I think Color OS is still limited to higher end devices that can handle mm-hmm. the, the 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 you know the UI that new animation engine. Yeah, because again, it it runs really well on the OnePlus 10 Pro. Yeah. It runs well on the OnePlus 9 Pro doesn't run as well on the OnePlus 8 Pro. I'm not liking that experience. And I think I might, I still haven't. I know I mentioned this before. I think I might need to just completely nuke mm-hmm. my OnePlus 8 Pro and com- set it up completely from scratch because that update has tanked the sort of fluidity of the daily driver experience. No, no yeah, and you have so. to, you have to. Um, but, but I think I you're think- right. I think there, there are parts of Oxygen OS based on Color OS with this new animation engine that are sort of, depending on newer processing capabilities than some of these older or less powerful phones. And I think until really they get to the point where they can get color OS or oxygen OS to run smoothly in its new form. Uh, it's just going to take SOC updates at this point. It's oh, like, no, I well, know. Yeah, yeah. more powerful hardware. The, the fact that Xiaomi is able to put a 120 frames per second refresh rate in a $300 phone, you are, you can already see a lot mm-hmm. of those premium things trickling down. Um, but for sure, I, but the, the 11 for me, I think just to kind of summarize my, my, my approach to this is it's a, it's a pleasant experience over, uh, overall from using this device, from booting it up to charging it, to using it. Um, 80 watt charging is actually still ridiculously fast by comparison to some of the standards we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, the display is beautiful. It, again, there are some tailored things that we're not, that, that are not in here that we had in the 10 pro, but I'm not going to lie, and I'll be very honest, I prefer a faster wire charging over wireless. I love the convenience of wireless, 
but I've never used wireless to fully charge my device in a pinch. It's the wired connection that I wake up in the morning because I don't charge it's, at night. Every now and then I'll be in a situation where it was nice that I had it. Yeah. Especially it was nice that I had reverse wireless charging too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, but I got a comment on that I, one. I'm yeah. telling you when you can plug in your phone for like five minutes and basically get a, a day of runtime out of that, the idea of let me put my phone down and let it run warmer for a significantly longer period of time to charge not nearly as quickly yeah. is way less attractive. And, 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 I think and that... it, really, it really stokes that liberal guilt where if we're constantly pushing consumers more and more and more into wireless, that means they have to buy more expensive accessories and charging pads. That means and... eventually we're going to be generating more e-waste. And mm -hmm. it's not a big deal to your electricity bill to switch from a cable charger to a wireless charger. Mm -hmm. But it is less efficient. So then multiply that by millions and millions of users putting additional strain on electrical grids to waste power. Because that's why you've got this heat exchange over a longer period of time is because it's less efficient mm -hmm. lining up those charging coils than just plugging in the cable. So I get it. I totally understand because I do have the VOOC wireless charger. Yeah. Yeah, the one I pulled this out of a drawer just so I could show it on video. The OnePlus 11 does not support this. And if you had a OnePlus 9 or a OnePlus 10 Pro and you invested in OnePlus chargers, I totally appreciate where you would be a little frustrated that the newest OnePlus is not going to support. This was an expensive accessory. Yeah, this yeah. is an no. expensive charging pad. It, this is a 50-watt wireless charger. That is not cheap. It's also a proprietary. But, that was the other thing that I was trying to lead to. It's that... Yeah, is, is a bummer, but that's how you get to 50 watt wireless charging. It's not just stock standard yeah, cheap charging we've had, cranked up to 50 watts. We've had Honor's 50 <laughs> watt charging. We've had actually, no, I take that back. Honor's 100 watt charging because I think they got 100 watt on on the wireless. Yeah, but then you had Huawei 50 watt. You have uh, Oppo's 80 watt. But I, and... I need I need people to know you got 50 watt charging on this when it was connected to a 65 watt charger. Charger connected. that is the yeah. energy inefficiency that happened on the. Honor one with 100 watt. Don't you have to have like a 120 watt charger to get it was 100 a separate, watts? Yeah, 120 watt charging brick to get it. It. So I guess what we're what I what I was trying to get to is when when I first found out that it didn't have wireless charging. I, I'll honestly, the only time that I ever really truly use wireless charging for my devices as I, uh, on a daily basis is when I have them. In, I have the phone in the car. Because my cradle in my oh. Tesla is a wireless charger, right? Yeah, so that's, that's true. the only that's the only time I I would I don't and I, it's not like because I, I have I don't want to or I, I need to, it's because that's the cradle in the in the model that mm -hmm. I have. It's not an option because in the older models you have to upgrade to get that. For me, if I just put the phone there, there's a wireless coil and it's automatically sure. going to try to charge my phone. The last if, time I used wireless charging and like I I was like glad that I had it was before the pandemic. My phone, phone was running low, uh -huh. and I I got a coffee at a Starbucks, and it was one oh, of the Starbucks it. that had the, the, the pads in the table, and I just they left my phone on the table yeah, yeah, for no, a I, couple minutes. I, I don't, so that, I don't, was, that was yeah. three years ago. <laughs> it was the last time I earnestly used I gotta take wireless you, I gotta, charging. I got to take you to Starbucks more often, but yeah. No, I, we I'm, do. I'm, no, no, no. Hey, hey, hey. To be fair. You and I are definitely overdue a coffee date. 
but that is true. Yeah, we haven't. We've done. But we've met up multiple. I feel times, but just don't. Yeah, like we don't need to go just to use wireless chargers. <laughs> I, I we get can, it. We, we can, can just we enjoy. Can, we can enjoy the coffee. Like, I've been dying for someone to make me a really, really good chai tea latte, and and you know like, that's all we need. We can just hang out, and that's that's fine. But I think um, we'll do. We'll do. Yeah. But but getting back. Yeah. The the OnePlus Awkward. eleven has really slip. been speaking to me as yeah. the better managed set of compromises for a much mm-hmm. lower price. Yeah. That is not the same conversation as a phone that has legitimately more bells and whistles attached mm-hmm. to it. You know, like there's a reason why you might want to step up to a thousand dollar Vivo these days. Oh, absolutely. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or one of these newer Xiaomi's or something like that. But when I put the OnePlus 11 up against an iPhone 14 Plus, we're talking a $200 difference on those base models. And the the iPhone isn't winning very many battles. It's got millimeter wave 5G. Mm-hmm. And it has the wireless charging that I just spent all this time making fun of. And that's about it. Everything else is going to be a better experience on the OnePlus. It's a lot. It, it, it's it truly is. Go. It's um. I don't. It's it's hard to explain. I mean, from from a use from from a fan of what OnePlus has been standing for since the beginning, and to see where they were and where they reached and what they're trying to do. Um, I love the fact that this model also, you know, we get the dual SIM card in here as opposed to the single SIM for the U.S. market that we used to get. Yeah. Um, we have a screen protector that's pre-applied. We have oh, and, and that was an in interesting thing too. I, I don't know yeah. what your feelings are on this. Like, I, I don't want to just glaze over that because the OnePlus 10 Pro does not have dual SIM and it does not have eSIM. Yeah, and I think that is the penalty that OnePlus had to pay for to working as closely with carriers. And, and I, the OnePlus 11 is not going to get as much attention for people on the ground because yep. it's just going to be online only. That's, but so that's the, because the they're they not, gotta, yeah, because they're not doing the T-Mobile version. There's so the, we're we getting get the a phone rating, that now has dual SIM and eSIM. Exactly, and we're finally back to more of what we we originally loved about OnePlus for the longest time. And I, I I don't know, obviously, we don't we're not speculating, we're not saying anything specifically in as far as plans. No, 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 no. I, I mean with my we're insider talking, information for yeah, T yeah, Mobile's no, no. entire corporate business <laughs> strategy. We're speaking specifically <laughs> to why that the eleven is I guess it, those are some of the positives that people may glaze over and not realize like you each didn't have that before. You know, we were just comfortable getting one, you know, single SIM devices, even for the unlocked models in the U.S. market yeah. because of some of the set conversations. And then, you know, so the, the 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 gist of at least for me, from what I get here is that this is a it's a fun device. Um, gaming on this has improved and we have the SOC improvement with the HN2. Uh, mm-hmm. The charging speed is really still pretty good. We have a dual color options on the 256 models, uh, and sure. we get the 256 at launch. This is no longer where you start with the 128; you stay there. So you know, 799 and um, sorry, 699 and 799 respectively for both. And some of the deals that they had may even get you that higher end storage for the lower price based on some gift cards. Yeah, I think Amazon or Best Buy. But the the approach to what they did here is that they just kept it simple. It's online. It's on their stores at Best Buy and Amazon, and you also you get definitely the experience. see 
were there reining in costs too? Because instead yeah. of having to manufacture two different phones with different variations for different regions, it's exactly just focusing on one core line, and, exactly. and that's a bummer for people who wanted um, faster readout camera sensors for 4K so at 120 four, frames yeah, per second. Yeah, the 4K 120 that's is a big yeah. That's a bummer for folks who wanted something like wireless charging built in. I, I totally get it. But in streamlining all of this, they are drastically cutting their manufacturing costs. And I think as a powerful pocket computer communicator, mm-hmm. and what I'm now calling sort of a starter premium, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this is a premium phone, but it's not as expensive as an iPhone 14. Mm-hmm. Um as a starter premium device, I feel they've made appropriate compromises with a significantly lower price tag. Yes. And that's fair. I like, if you yeah. need those other bells and whistles, there are devices that will give them to you. But even against an S23 Plus, this is a monster competitor. Yeah. This is a, there is no objective way to say, well, the S23 Plus is the better phone. Because you've got to play those games of, well, if I trade in and I can cut this price and then I can compare these features but not these other features or this or that. There's no winner for Samsung in that conversation. It's a you tougher. can say, I like it better, but it's not... You can't sit there and say, well, it's objectively the better phone because it's also $200 more expensive. It's $200 more um, I, I, there are certain things that I feel, still feel like Samsung still holds, which I feel like I really wish OnePlus and, and Oppo, for that matter, will start developing some type of a desktop experience. Because, I mean, for me right now, Dex is... I, a, I, I want it, like it's but very, it's not selling phones. It didn't it sell selling, Motorola's. No, because they don't cover De- it. Dex is Nobody not covers, moving galaxies. It, the biggest thing that always gets me with all of these launches and every time we see a device is it. And they never talk about that experience it's built in it's evolved yeah ready for is also evolved and it's also very powerful but they don't want to like for some reason it just doesn't it never makes it through the pr stack or the the presentation well no because manufacturers who make all these different parts and pieces and computers and chromebooks and all this other stuff don't want you using your phone to replace another tablet or another laptop all the way down to even like a pixel which lacks video output and doesn't have a desktop mode, isn't going to give you that experience because Google would prefer you also buy one of their partner's Chromebooks. It's the business of it. It, it is. If, yeah. if someone out there would, would help promote and, and move this, like I'm going person by person to show them like, hey, your phone could have done this. You didn't need to buy a new laptop or a new desktop. Your phone could have fulfilled that need for you. Mm-hmm. But... I'm one dude who's literally talking to handfuls of people at a time. I don't have a billion dollar marketing budget to show off how your phone can displace laptop sales and you'll make these companies less money. (laughs) Let me spend a billion dollars so that this corporation can make less money is never something you're going to see. In a boardroom, no, <laughs> and, and I and I think that, but that's the, those are the things that I always like. Kind of like if when people start kind of like nitpicking, but to a certain point, I think you're right. The the comparison between the the plus and the eleven are very. It's it it's it's a hard sell to say what makes the the S twenty three plus a, a better buy, other than Dex. maybe similarity decks, um, and you know if, if so obviously wireless, and wireless charging, charging, and I think that's yeah. about the. 
video output because on top the, of the, the text I experience. Well, I yeah, I, 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 I'm lumping those together because that, yeah, yeah. that that is fair. And even even if we didn't have a desktop mode, even just basic video out would yeah. be handy. Mm-hmm. But even the camera conversation gets complicated because people are going to point to one side and say, oh, but the Galaxy telephoto has more zoom. And that's true. Yeah. But the OnePlus has a better sensor. So if you're in dimmer or in indoor darker conditions, that new RGBW sensor that they're using actually does a pretty good job of yeah. brightening the scene in a way that that dinky, tiny quarter-inch sensor on the S23 Plus is never going to hang. And so you, you, you find, like, you can't just go, oh, well, there's a fight on paper. It has 10 times zoom. Yeah, but if I want a better quality image, the OnePlus is going to take a better quality image. It's yeah. even an interesting fight against the OnePlus 10 Pro. The OnePlus 10 Pro, they right. spent more money on that really great main camera sensor so you could do 4K 120. Mm-hmm. The ultra-wide and the telephoto sensors on the OnePlus 11 are higher quality sensors than the companion sensors on the OnePlus 10 Pro. So you you really have to start digging into all the little nooks and crannies to get a fair assessment. If you just do the, it's got this Geekbench score and the N22, you, you completely miss, like... Oh, you know what? Like, that actually would be an upgrade from what I'm using now. Yeah. That charging speed, that screen, the LTPO3 screen, oh, that telephoto sensor. Because maybe I'm really focusing more on taking photos of people. Yeah. Well, a 50 millimeter equivalent lens is really nice for that, especially head and shoulder portraits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it yeah. looks really good when you use that equivalent focal length. So, again, I... I, I I'm very impressed with where OnePlus has landed. I was confident that I was going to dig this phone after I started playing with the iQ11. Because I figured the OnePlus 11 was going to be a cousin to the iQ. Very, very close cousin. There's a lot. I was hoping, I'll be honest, I was hoping this would have been the year where we crossed the 120 mark on OnePlus devices. We've been on the OnePlus 120 frames per second since the OnePlus 7 series. The 7 Pro yeah. started us off on it. Um, and and I don't, I don't, don't get me wrong. I love the fact that it's, it's good. But I, once I saw Aiku going to 144 with QHD, I was like, I hope OnePlus comes out with it. Because to me, I'm looking at this also as a little bit of a teaser for what the, uh, the Opal Find X6 Pro is going to come out with yeah. a little bit later on. At, if they, so I don't know if they're going to stick to it, but typically... The display and, and the, the rumors and the on, on the rate. Find X6 have been pretty exciting too. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm like seriously, I, I, I don't like I said, I, I appreciate the, the collaboration and all the different uh, experiences that we get there, and I always love to see like the things like how things are coming because th- these are like little, like reading the tea leaves kind of thing a little bit, just seeing how things are going to be. <laughs> um, we'll we'll find out obviously more. Hopefully, we'll find more uh, about the Find X series. Um, uh, in at, 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 at MWC, hopefully we'll see how that comes up. The other yeah. thing that I also want to say is, and just for everybody that's considering it, um, if you're a Pixel fan and you just mm-hmm. downloaded or updated your Pixel to the latest February update, uh, we finally have spatial audio that works <gasps> on the oh. OnePlus Buds. So the spatial audio, so there's a, it's kind of like a weird feeling, like okay, so OnePlus has been basically playing this game of. I feel like they're trying to one up 
Google at certain specific features, namely spatial audio and tablets, because they also talked about the tablet. With the yeah. update, just for reference, so if you if you updated that February update on your on your Pixel Seven Seven Pro and you have the OnePlus Buds to you get those, the, mm-hmm. you're going to be able to enjoy spatial audio on those buds as well as the Buds Pro from from Google. So spatial audio mm-hmm. is not uh, it's not a restrictive. It's as long as the earbuds are using the Google standard for spatial audio, yeah. then it's going to automatically recognize it. So I saw that I went back into the settings for my because I've been using the buds literally since I've had them. I love these buds. Um, and I'm like, yes, spatial audio came up. Yeah. So here, yeah. So Juan and I will do the, the Wonder Twins uh, image. Let's see. Can we get that? Uh-huh. There you go. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's a little bit of a tip there. If you have, and if you'd like to, let's say, pick these guys up as opposed to having, let's say, buds, or if you want to have the other ones, it'll work either way. For sure. Um, so, so I, I think we yeah. can cap the phone discussion saying, if you're looking at an iPhone 14 or you're looking at a Galaxy S23, yeah. Um, if you're not seriously shopping a OnePlus 11, you're probably going to spend more for sort of a similar or in some ways worse experience than what you can get on a OnePlus 11. Um, do we want to do the S23 Plus breakdown? We could, we could try and do the back and forth because you've got the lower resolution screen, low resolution, the dramatically slower charging. Uh, 45 watts, yep. Half, about half speed. And half speed. you don't get the 45-watt charger with the phone, no. so no, you, you, you have to the add tower. the cost of the 45-watt charger to the comparison. Because yeah. we're, we're keeping things fair, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We no, no, would never think. just say, this phone costs this much and this phone costs this much when one phone has an 80-watt charger in the box. It was, yeah, so that 80 would watt, be... 80 watt, 80 journalistically speaking... Yeah. That would be um that would be unfair. That that would be almost a lie of omission <laughs> to not include it's the tougher, additional thirty or forty dollar price. Whereas like th- twenty or thirty it's dollars. 20, it's like thirty bucks. I think it was like forty five bucks. I think it's thirty. We'll, on, say on it's 30. Samsung, we'll say it's thirty. We'll say it's thirty. It's probably split the difference. That's fine. No, no, it's so um there's a lot of similar to be said main about camera sensors, either. some uh, better telephoto. Think, yeah. Um, similar ultra wides. I think mm-hmm. the ultra wide performance is maybe leaning Samsung's direction just a little bit. Samsung has the better selfie camera, I would say. I I want to say they're both pretty decent in good lighting and good they're pretty decent. Lighting, but I, I would get... I would give Samsung the win for self, especially especially for, for, for shooting video. Oh, absolutely. Yes, twenty three video, four K sixty on the front camera. So we'll give Samsung regardless. the win there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Samsung has Dex and wireless charging. Mm-hmm. Um, you you don't have any accessories to use this. So you'd have to buy those accessories, All but the they have yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm I'm trying to like. What else am I am I missing? Like, so far, OnePlus has won everything but Dex and wireless charging and selfie camera. I think it, yeah, it, it's a tougher it's a tougher game. Yeah, it, it's hard it's hard to kind of. They're both showing up with UFS four and LPDDRX five five X RAM. Five X. Yeah. They're both what, using what, the latest what, and greatest. There's the rocker switch. That's kind of nice. Oh, that's it's a, hardware that's actually, that, the, yeah, that's that the Galaxy doesn't have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that they kept so that. You have one, your, actually, your of, of all the switch. things they compromised on. I would, that that was the one. Don't like. Do not. Oh, take that and out. millimeter wave. And the S23 does have millimeter wave, where the so, 11 does not. I haven't tested it because I don't have a variety. So the thing. Okay, so here's the thing. When I was in New York, I really wanted to test it out. And I didn't know at the time because I didn't take it out. And before I put my SD card in here, mm-hmm. um, 
this actually is an eSIM configuration for Verizon on my side. I'm not using a physical SIM. So there's only, right. a, there's only a tray for your SIM card, uh, for your SD card, not the SIM card. Um, so I couldn't test it out because I was getting some really good speeds. Um, I think, it, if I'm not mistaken, it supports Verizon's 5G, but it just does not support Verizon's millimeter. I, I, I could be wrong. And even there, we're talking about five to 600 uh, megabits down. We're not talking slow speeds. So mm-hmm. I, I think the OnePlus is a champ all around. I mean, I've been using it on T-Mobile and um, hold on, let me see. No, no, no. I'm, I'm coming up definitively at 699 just, just versus an S23 plus at 999. Yeah. You cannot tell me so, that the S23 808 down is objectively up, and this is not a even $300 better phone. That it's so much better mm-hmm. than a OnePlus 11 that it is worth a $300 premium over the OnePlus 11. So, okay. I, I think it's totally fair if one person individually says, Dex to me is a vital enough feature that I will buy the Galaxy so I can keep using Dex. But that is different than saying in a marketplace where Android oh. typically sells under $400 for the vast majority of consumers, mm-hmm. that what we would recommend all people do is spend $300 more to get the comparably specced Galaxy over a OnePlus 11. So this is where I feel like the conversation gets a little bit harder because the consumer that's making that decision wouldn't be in the sure. same location to make that decision. And what I mean yeah. is this is where having this device online means it has to be a little bit more of a, a forthcoming and more smarter consumer, similar to some of our, you know, our, the gentlemen and everybody hanging out with us tonight. And if mm-hmm. you're listening on the audio podcast later on, I think the biggest thing that we need to keep in mind is it is, ha- it is going to require that little bit of a techie. A little you're bit being more- very diplomatic. You yeah. have $1,000 to spend. Yeah. No, do no, you, I- TK Bay, where I, do you point for- people to? A OnePlus 11 with $300 yeah, yeah. worth of accessories or a Galaxy, just the phone, and no charger? I honestly would recommend going with the 11. I think the 11 is a much more um, – it, <laughs> it, I think what happened is with the OnePlus 11, it's, like I said, it's, it's – from a recommendation, it's easy to make on our side as, because yeah. this is what we live in, what we do. It's, it requires somebody that's looking to spend that $1,000 going into a store to think that they need to go online to do so. And this is where yeah. I feel like our messages may not be reaching the right audience. I'm not saying it's not reaching the, the correct audience. It's just the audience that we would, what we would love to change is sure. it, it's going to take some time. Like I said, I, when I converted my mom because, over to it, it because that, that I think is also a, it's, it's a fair conversation to say we have not spent $5 billion marketing the OnePlus exactly. label like yeah. Samsung has spent over the last year advertising I've, I've actually, their I products. I almost want to say I've never so. seen a commercial for OnePlus in the U.S. The, I, I the only time that it, like it sneaks in, I, it snuck in yeah. on carrier advertisements through T-Mobile. Absolutely. But that so doesn't T-Mobile, help because it's a T-Mobile. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no let me be right. Uh, so, uh, again, it, it's more about the location. So, the, the decision to go where we, with the approach of the OnePlus 11, I think it's still too early to call how the numbers are going to be. I think OnePlus is going to have a better experience with the 11 launching this year than we had last year. Last year, there was that whole 
Oppo's first coming in, and, and then they had that mm-hmm. split launch, and then they were going to show content to to, to people early got, in the year, and then COVID kind of hit. Modeled. Yeah, yeah, it was a very as Barry would year. say, it was a complicated timeline. <laughs> it was a very complicated timeline in in the, uh, <laughs> in, the in in the in the for in the in the conversation. I think it would be is it's a great phone. It's it's going to surprise you in many ways. The cameras, although yeah. different because we are comparing them to last year, are still very good cameras, and they stand pretty good on their own. For sure. The processing, um, the the nighttime photography, the uh, the overall benefit of the five HIG years of security patches, absolutely, and then four four software updates, not including Android thirteen that it came out with. So think of that mm-hmm. as 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 their dedication of you know, and it's bi monthly updates. Just for I don't know why I always make sure to say that because if you ever pick up a OnePlus, you're like it doesn't get the update every month. Like it's it's bi monthly. OnePlus does not do one yeah. monthly; it's every other. Um, and you're going to be surprised. I think it's a device. It's definitely worth the try. And I hope that you get a chance to check it out. And if not, um, in, you know, in the grand scheme of things where I've really enjoyed OnePlus devices. And last year, I was, I, I last year, I really felt the OnePlus 9 Pro was overall a better buy than the mm-hmm. OnePlus 10 Pro. Um, I liked yeah. the OnePlus 10 Pro, but yeah, yeah. being the camera snob that I am, I leaned OnePlus 9 Pro. Yeah. I kind of feel the OnePlus 11 in the current market where it's got to go up against a Pixel 7, which is a monster buy. Because yeah. it's, it's currently on like another reduced sale price right now. I, I, I was about to say, yeah, almost all, all the time. Phones. Yeah. You'll never find them. Again, yeah. it, you, and, and something tells me we'll see a few, probably not as aggressive on the OnePlus 11 because it's already coming in. Pretty low margin, low profit margin for OnePlus already. But I bet you, at some point, we'll still probably see like a twenty-five bucks off or fifty bucks off at some point over the life of the OnePlus Eleven. Yeah. But I'm feeling a lot better about OnePlus's strategy, streamlining and focusing. I feel Samsung really needs to streamline and focus. I feel Apple is even getting a little spread out with how they're putting different pieces and different parts in different phones. Yeah. This is actually a strategy that I hope more people will pay attention to just because it makes the conversation a little easier. And the compromises asked are not extraordinary compromises to hit $699 as the base model price. Yeah. $300 less than the base model MSRP of an S23+. Plus. A one, an, an iPhone 14 Plus is going to be $200 more expensive than this. And I think the OnePlus 11 is not just a comparable phone, but it's a better phone in a number of ways that the consumer will directly relate to, like refresh rate and charging speeds. Stuff like that makes the phone feel nicer. So, again, summing it all up, because I really want to switch over to the earbuds now, because we've both been having great experiences with these earbuds. Um, Yeah. When we're looking at markets, it's different than an individual saying, my personal preference is this. I think you have a very difficult conversation if you're Samsung, Mm -hmm. phone to phone. If it were just the merit of the phone and not $5 billion worth of yearly advertising, um, the merit of each phone, it's very difficult to tell me I need to spend $300 more than the OnePlus 11 to get the better experience. Cause I don't think it's there. The note totally different, completely oh, no, no, separate category. Yeah, exactly. And Great phone. Going to be one of the best phones iron. of the year. The S 23 plus is in dangerous territory. Cause that's where every other manufacturer is looking to undercut Samsung. Yeah. And, and it is in the series 
yeah, no, no, I, I agree. And I think we've hammered that one, I think, pretty good. But um, speaking of buds, and I, I want to say kudos. Because you're my you. bud. <laughs> you're my bae. Uh, you know, I'm TK and you're, yeah. No, actually, no, that's the other way. Doesn't it go the other way, guys? It's usually, yeah, it's yeah, fine. TK, TK my bae. Bae. Yeah. yeah, I know. No, I'm no, no, not our bay. I'm on the podcast with you right now. So I was going to say, yeah, no, 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 I know. Uh, These other I, people sorry, are, I, are just hanging I, out with us. I, I want to say I, I feel so bad for not being able to jump on your on your stream on Monday. Or actually, almost anybody's stream for the last few weeks because I can't yeah. access Twitch at work. <laughs> My work specifically it's a blocks bummer. Twitch on all of their networks. And so Wi-Fi or non-Wi-Fi. But long story. Anyway, going back to the buds. Um I've, uh, I I started with them in, and actually, you know, I'll take that back because you, you pitched it over to me on, on the, on the 11. Let's do that one from that side. You're the audio okay. expert in, in, in our, sure. in our, in our dais over here. You know, I would have to yeah. uh, con- confer with you. What are your, what are your thoughts? What, what, are, what are obviously how, man, these are such easy earbuds to recommend to people who don't like deep insert IEMs. Okay. So I, I, Let's really talk about Juan's biology. I yeah. love earbuds that tickle my brain. But if you remember recently, I'm I'm on bone conduction right now because I've been going on off and on ear infections over the yeah. last year. And I had yeah. to have a, a, an otolaryngologist actually like almost surgically um, remove buildup that had calcified because of all of the ear infections that I've had. So wow, maybe... Okay. Maybe don't do as I do all the time, um, but there are definite inspirations mm-hmm. um, from AirPods Pro, and I feel AirPods Pro okay. kind of popularized this very shallow insertion. They do go into the ear canal, mm-hmm. but the ear tip is um, it for me. It's almost like it's just resting up against my ear canal. It's not it really is, going yeah. into my ear canal. Uh, it, it doesn't have um, that snug. Uh, so I can't. I can't get that. That yeah. Like perfectly no, ear plugged. Absolutely. Feeling. Like, um, yeah. The the, uh, the 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 Pixel Buds Pro have that. Other ones have, and it it is. I think it's intentional. As you said, it's intentionally designed this way. Mm-hmm. The way it sits in your ears. Um, it still does a decent job with uh, active noise cancellation, and it, it's comfortable. I feel like it doesn't feel too. But, but it's it's, it's a personal it's, taste. You're right. It's it's, a, it's yeah. more if you like it or I if want. You I, I I wanted to start with that to highlight. True Wireless are now offering a bit more variety mm-hmm. than just these are some earbuds and they use Bluetooth and there's no cable. Yeah. This is the maturity of True Wireless. It's these. This is a product category is starting to plateau. I think we've sold about as many Bluetooth earbuds as we will sell. And yeah, now it's just going to be keeping the, up with the demand. The world has multiple pairs. I'll say that. Each but, but now is, we're just keeping up with that. the demand of people who are replacing sets that burn out. Yeah, we're not going to find a dramatic new market to surge true wireless earbud sales. But the good thing about that is the product category should now be maturing and diversifying. Yeah, And OnePlus is doing something that acoustically I don't think I've heard on any other Bluetooth earbuds. So I'm a big fan of dual driver. Yeah. But that's that almost nice. always a hybrid driver solution where you get one big dynamic driver and then one balanced armature. Mm-hmm. 
This is the first time I've heard an earbud, a Bluetooth earbud, and I, I, I think Jeff might already have like bounced out or gone to bed or something. I don't know if Jeff is is watching our stream. Um, there is a big dynamic driver, and then there's a little dynamic driver. Yeah, it's a dual dynamic, I think, yeah. I've not heard that in a true wireless earbud before. It's almost always been balanced arm for a little bit more articulation and highs, and then mm-hmm. dynamic driver for more lows. This is a really bouncy, juicy earbud. Acoustically, we play with mids and lows in a way that I really haven't heard before in this kind of consumer tuning space. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a really interesting sound. I like tweaking some of the EQ to kind of lift up the mids just because I like that kind of articulation. Mm-hmm. But this is a really fun and vibrant presence. And it really comes into its own, in my opinion. It really plays when you start doing things like action movies. Oh, yeah. You've got like a good techno soundtrack going on and you've got action and explosions and the dialogue is still coming in so clear. Just the the sound reproduction is a lot of fun. And considering that this is priced sort of square at the market that we would normally point you towards Soundcore, mm-hmm. like um, uh, Liberties. On the pros, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Liberty pros. I'm very impressed with what OnePlus has accomplished for a a fun consumer earbud. I would not put them up against my fancier IEMs. I think you can still make an argument for, like, a portable DAC and some, like, good multi-driver earbuds. Oh, absolutely. Blah, blah, absolutely. blah, blah, blah. Exactly. But... All of the niceties of a Bluetooth headset, fast pairing, LHDC is great for high quality audio streaming, mm-hmm. low latency that is comparing very well against Aptex Adaptive. You can yeah. game on these and not suffer too much of yeah. that audio lag. Um, and then this this new acoustic profile, I don't think OnePlus has ever really gotten the credit they deserve for having these kinds of accessories. All the way back to their neck bands. OnePlus oh, has been pretty solid with audio. Their watch, yeah. not great. Their audio solutions, pretty good. And yeah. now these are kind of taking that next step up where, again, I can't find any faults here. And they're going toe-to-toe with AirPods Pro and still managing to find a few weaknesses in Apple's solution that they can they can solve those issues yeah. at a dramatically lower price. Because what, the retail on these is 190 I thought it was 170. Uh, I think 179. I could be wrong. Um, I, uh, I I've got the website. I'm just going to pull it up right now. But the pre-order on the OnePlus Buds to 179. You're right. So it was 180. Because yeah, yeah. I want to say I, I remember seeing them. I was waiting for at the time of the launch. I waited for them to show up on Amazon because I think Amazon had a landing page for the 11, but not the Buds. Yeah. And then you could find the OnePlus. So the Buds Pro, the first generation, is down to 149 or one no 129 to 149. And then this one is 179. It's still a pretty decent experience. Again, it, you're right. It's around yeah. the, the the Liberty Pro it's series. 180. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so for me, it was more like the, the 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 tuning for this and the audio profile that I got from it was. It's fun, right? It, it's a fun. It kind of so, took me by surprise because the first Buds Pro were great, but yeah, this pops it, in a it, way that it, it's I it's fresh. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it's the 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 the. The, the 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 I was gonna say the not the profile but like the audio presence is 
not overpowering but well balanced you get that yeah. bass you get that kick when the when the when the music is doing it mm-hmm. and you you still feel it but it's, it's punchy it's, yeah. it is but it's not it's not um it's not sound it's not punchy rumbling. for me yeah it's yeah. not it doesn't overpower the other so, other channels as, as as jeff would say i'm totally cribbing jeff here if you're yeah. one of his bass heads I would probably still lean Soundcore, man. Yeah, if you I, need the rumble above all else, I feel like that's what Anchor I, is really nailing. And, and I've said this that before. This is more I, dynamic I Soundcore for that. Yeah, this is more. Yeah. I, I enjoyed them, and I felt like I could enjoy the music and I enjoy the uh, the content. And I and I you yeah you could definitely see the better the performance improvement and the tuning that's done there. Um, also, if you're able to jump into Dolby, uh, if, especially if your player yeah. supports it, you definitely feel the, the, the Dolby Atmos configuration coming up. Um, gaming was really nice, but in PUBG, Call of Duty Mobile, the the the, the experience was very clear. Like I can definitely mm-hmm. hear people walking from behind me. Uh, it has enough of a seal, even though, like you said, it wasn't all the way in, that it gave me the awareness of where yeah. the game was coming. The one thing that I don't know if you tested out, but I did have a chance to do it multiple times. Their pass-through audio, their awareness mode. So natural. Oh, my. It felt it's like I so had good. no earbuds in my ear. It was so yeah. good. I was standing and my wife was right in front of me. And all I was expect, wanted to expect was like a tinny or some kind of a distorted processed audio. It yeah. felt like I was listening to her straight up. And I was like, Again. wow. It's neck and neck with the AirPods Pro. Yeah, this it's is crazy. So good. It's a leap. It's such a big leap. Like, I mean, a lot of us focus on ANC and uh, with the profiles and everything. But like pass-through mode, though, like the ability or awareness mode, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. that is a key. Because when you want to have a conversation, you turn off the music, you turn that on, and you're talking to somebody not having to take your buds out. This is as close as to not having I, your buds on. on for so Android, one for, of the for, things for that me, I mean, yeah. Because I'm that obnoxious guy, like with the clackiest of clacky, sharp attack keyboards, right? And when you do pass through on less expensive uh, microphone solutions on these earbuds, there's almost some kind of ringy or tinny digital artifacting that happens. And I'm typing away on this keyboard and I'm literally forgetting that I have earbuds in my ears because that pass through is so natural and and one of the only other earbuds that i feel has met that kind of yeah sharp attack that can um, on another earbud that can start to become brittle mm-hmm. and it's a sound that can be kind of piercing or sharp when it's going through a microphone in real time then getting passed through to the speaker of the earbud the airpod pro do a very good job of handling that incidental that kind of That's sharp right. attack but not yep. piercing your ears with the sound and the OnePlus Buds Pro 2 are right there with Apple's best solution for about 50 bucks less than what Apple's doing. So, in, in similarly, because again, I want to put these up against AirPod Pros to, sh- to show the technology has dropped in price, is competitive, yeah. and you get some, some benefits. Like LHDC is a higher quality codec than like anything that, that Apple's going to use. Yeah. Did you play with spatial audio? So and spatial head audio, tracking. Okay. Not just spatial audio. Head tracking. Spatial audio with head tracking. I, I will say as – this is our first time for me and I'm sure for for, for both, possibly for you as well. Um, we're experiencing you know the Google implementation of spatial audio. 
Um, the the feature that this is the where because during the time that we were testing it and I was pushing out when, when we posted the videos and stuff we didn't have spatial audio on Pixel we didn't have spatial audio did uh, this these buds didn't support spatial audio any on other devices other than the OnePlus uh, the OnePlus Eleven um, it worked it wasn't consistent and and what I mean okay. by this is like um, like. Okay, uh, Amazon Music. Uh, I, I, sure. I've been using them for quite some time. I love their library. Absolutely. Um, does not work on Amazon Music at all. Doesn't work with Cobuzz. Doesn't work. Yeah, so it's... it's yeah, it is, Cobuzz it, is my jam too. Yeah, yeah same. Yeah. So, same. so to me, it was like, okay, so I, I posed the question to the team over when we were talking to them at, the, at some point, and they're like, so um, obviously, you know, at Netflix, um, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, what's it called? Uh Oh my God, the, the other music shows. Spotify. I don't know why I'm like a skip. Yeah. I've been really bad with names. This Words week. are hard when we're tired. It, it, <laughs> I'm just trying to make sure I don't say something wrong. <laughs> this is like, how do I, you know, like I, I listen this to the show like, tomorrow. Like, 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 blah, 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 almost blah, everything blah, blah, blah. else that we're going to say at this point is probably going to be incorrect for some terminology because yeah, so, we're yeah, yeah. exhausted. But um, I'm sorry, I, I, I so, interrupted. Yeah, yeah, no, no. So uh, for the services that I was able to, to test it out and use it, <laughs> It worked beautifully. The tracking yeah. was on point and it worked beautifully. And you have the ability of going in, in fixed mode or tracking mode. So fixed mode yep. essentially gives you that spatial experience, but it just moves with you. Where head tracking obviously is you're just – the sound is stationary and you move around in that space. Mm-hmm. That also worked very nicely. And it was it was nice to feel like, oh, okay, I get it. This is different than Sony's. Sony's been doing 360 for yeah. some time. Um, and I can see – where the improvement Sony has, I, I think it's a beginning and I think it's, sure. it's, it needs a little bit of work. And, and again, like I said, this, the, the fact that it like it supports YouTube, it supports uh, YouTube music. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and like I said, uh, Spotify and, and Netflix and I think other streaming content. I was glad you, you, you brought up Netflix, but I'm sorry, go ahead. And yeah. yeah Cause that was, well, that was because your, your video just dropped about Netflix, but that's beside the point. <laughs> <laughs> You see, I, uh, I, I, I wasn't going to bring that up at all, but thank you so much for promoting the videos on. No, no, please, please channel. do. Yeah. Um, so for me, I think that was the biggest thing. I think it's more, more so about um, finding the right surface that supports it right now. And it didn't seem uh, the one thing I will say, though, switching from your standard profile over to spatial. Sure. Because the audio is trying to surround you a little bit more and giving you more of that surrounding experience, it mm-hmm. drops in in performance a little bit. And what I mean yes. that is, a lot. it's not as not intense. a little. Yeah, it, it changes dramatically. It, it's yeah. like, okay, wait a minute, why is my audio not sounding the same? And then you remember, oh, I turned on spatial audio, and yes. you do, you have to keep that in mind. The EQ is part, but also spatial audio. If you don't plan on listening to three sixty audio and that is not your jam, just keep that feature off. Your audio will perform the way exactly as it as it did out sure. of the box. Uh, but when you, when you do want to try that out, it's actually kind of cute because you you, know, you, set, you set your phone, you set your content, and you turn around, and it's literally like the speaker is still sitting there. There's an audio the, source. There's right. an audio source moving, and it, it's trippy the first couple of times you do it, but then after a while, you're like, okay, I get it. So I'm really glad you brought up Netflix because yeah. I am not a fan of running stereo music through spatial manipulation. Yeah, tracks that were mixed for spatial audio specifically were created for a spatial listening experience. I think sound pretty good. Yeah, I really do not like when I've got music that was built specifically for left channel, right channel, and you insert five point one channel ratchet it to try and make it a spatial audio experience. I think a great example would be Daft Punk 
is so good oh, yeah. at taking left channel, right channel, and creating an audio experience around you. Running Daft Punk through spatial manipulation always sounds wrong. I think another good group for that, I, I, I bring them up and you see them on camera a lot in my, in my reviews, is Tool. Oh, yeah. Tool, the way they mix their drum kit is expansive and immersive. And it, that illusion of space is ruined when you just force it through some kind of spatial audio software processing. Mm -hmm. But I was really glad that you brought up Netflix because the experience of movies and dialogue, I feel, work better even if we're not getting a true proper 5.1 mix and it's not always the right, you know, signal to that. Even if I'm, I'm listening to a movie that is one of like my older DVD rips mm -hmm. and I didn't have like the full 5.1 mix on that DVD rip. When you ratchet movie soundtracks, that illusion works better. Yeah. But what you're saying is like the audio performance suffers is you have to think of like what happens when you take a stereo track and you try and make it surround sound. You've got to apply all of these panning and reverb effects mm -hmm. to try and make it feel like there's a I stereo so. widening effect happening. So you end up kind of gutting the middle EQ because that's where a lot of that kind of reverberation will happen. Mm -hmm. So immediately it sounds weaker or thinner because yeah. we're, we're kind of cutting into the space. When you think about where echoes come from, if I want to mm -hmm. make a reflection trap, I need to put a lot of mass into the corners of a room. Yeah. I used to do a lot of studio reinforcement and like home recording stuff. So you put these bass traps to help cut that reverberation. But that's also where we get our spatial location. That's where we get our spatial information from our ears Mm -hmm. So you have to gut the low mids and, and, and the lows to then reapply different echo effects in the reverb yeah. to get, yeah, yeah. get you back to that point. Doesn't work for me for music unless the music was crafted specifically multi-track. Specifically, yeah, 360 or that. spatial audio to, uh, tracks. It, it, yeah. But a movie can handle that a little bit better, and it often helps dialogue become well, center channel audio again. It kind of helps lift dialogue out of... So uh, have you tried watching Tenet with Spatial oh, I didn't. No, I didn't get... I, it's, I've, I've oh, seen it, dude. but I didn't get a chance. I got to watch it. Tenet yeah, yeah. is such a miserable movie to listen to in stereo. Especially when he's doing that revert. Yeah, the voice. Works pretty well with spatial because oh. of the way that spatial audio starts to cut into the frequencies of the sound mix. The sound mix was designed for movie theaters, yep. not for your home audio setup. So one of the other things that bugs me about spatial audio is surround sound doesn't work for me as a fake solution when it's perfectly tracking, when, when okay. it's perfectly bolted to my head. So what I mean okay. is like, I'm hearing surround sound audio, but you don't. Well, yeah, when I listen to when I listen to surround sound audio, yeah, right. When I listen to surround sound audio on a good surround sound setup, mm -hmm. the speakers do not move with my head. My head moves through the path of the audio that's coming from those speakers, but those speakers are directional sources. So there's a speaker right in front of me. That's the center channel. There are two 
left and right channels in front of me. There are yep. satellites out to the sides, and they're they're fixed sources. They're fixed points of acoustic energy. And when I move my head through that that those waves of sound, my brain is saying, "Oh, okay, but there there are positions that that audio is coming from." Spatial audio has always failed for me because when I move my head, it's like all of the speakers in the room are I'm floating with- perfectly with my head. And yeah. that's not surround sound. That that immediately gives up the illusion that something is happening. It immediately destroys the magic trick, right? Yeah. But once we add head tracking to a pair of earbuds, and I set up my phone in my kitchen, and I'm watching a movie on my phone while I cook dinner. I was doing it today. <laughs> we had a lovely chickpea quinoa um, oh. dish. It was it was delightful with a little uh, um, uh, uh, pan-seared uh, broccoli to kind of go with it. it. It was really good. Sounds delicious. While I'm cooking dinner, mm-hmm. the movie is coming from one direction. And as I turn my head the head tracking shifts the audio as if the direction of the movie was the source of the sound that helps sell the illusion of surround sound so much better. It is phenomenal. And again, there there's the AirPod pros that pull off this head tracking trick. And I have a pair of one more earbuds. These aren't, aren't crazy expensive either. I think these are $120 earbuds that also have, um, one more's flavor of this kind of head tracking. Yeah. It takes spatial audio up to the next level of realism. If you're a guy like me who used to really finesse, like even my computer, I had like creative speakers, oh, right? yeah. sound blasters. Sound I had blasters, the oh, 7.1 yeah, setup with all of the little satellites. And I would sit there and tune and, and position. Okay, well, this one needs to move over. I need to get a different wall bracket because I need to aim the rear satellites at a different angle, like when you would finesse that. Now I can just kind of pull that off with a pair of earbuds. <laughs> it's, it's kind of ridiculous. It, I um, and it it is it is. I, I'm, I mean, like I said, I'm really the, enjoying this. The 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 buds were a very a very pleasant surprise because physically they kind of like initially when we first looked at them and they, they look very similar to the ones from last They're, year yeah i, yeah, I so would be it, shocked if they it, used it, a different case it's almost yeah, exactly it's, the it's same almost case. exactly the same um so but it, yeah so from from an audio profile from a configuration standpoint and and at least with google's latest update um now uh, they're featuring similar experiences on pixels as well as on oneplus devices um mm-hmm. so and, and i'm very happy to see what they're doing and and i would think yeah um the overall performance, um, like, like I said, it's it's definitely dynamic and it's it's it has the punches, it has the kicks, it has the the snares, it has the sound, and it has the vocals, and it balances them much better than what we've seen before. And uh, I, I think, like you know, like you said yourself, it, yeah, if you want a bass he- bass heavy one, I think Soundcore is still going to be the, the still, yeah, absolutely, Anchor Soundcore for the win. There's no question. But, but this is this is you know sort of driving competition in an interesting way where. Like, I really like my one more Evos. Yeah. Now yeah. I'm getting down into the minutia of, like, do you want a deeper insert earbud or do you not like earbuds that have the stock that kind of hangs off the side or, mm-hmm. like, my Freebirds? Do you want nine hours of battery life on a charge or do you want 12 hours of battery life on a charge? 
because like I, you know, it, we, we've got to like drill down. Like we now have such a variety of different options and features at prices that are now more comparable around this. This is this is premium. This is an expensive product. It's nearly yeah. two hundred dollars. That is not a cheap um, impulse buy. Like you're getting something kind of up the food chain here. So you expect that there's going to be something that pushes it to make it worth that kind of an investment. And now we've got to kind of make some of these, these, these more nuanced mm-hmm. kinds of comparisons. I really like my Freebirds. Great single driver earbuds. The main win for them would be the battery life. That, yeah. they're, they're still, I think, some of the, the longest running earbuds with these higher quality codecs. They don't have head tracking. They don't have as nice an ambient pass-through mode. I mean, like, man, we're really getting, really able to kind of jump down and, like, pick and choose very specific features that might win someone over into making a purchasing decision. Yeah, and, and I think to, to, to kind of, like, summarize it, I think it's, yeah, it's a, it's a pleasure to enjoy listening audio on it. And I think the overall improvements. Yeah, they're fun. Were, they're very, very fun. And, uh, yeah, I, I, on my trip to, um, to New York, I had them charged. I think it wasn't like the case was 60% and the buds were a hundred. Um, didn't even need to charge them. And I was on them yeah. for like the whole flight going up, coming back yeah. in, in like after the event, as I was walking around New York, I had the buds in my ear. I was walking around. That was literally all I do. There's nothing to do. Um, yeah, and I didn't even kill the case. Almost, I still haven't charged they're, them. They're still in. Actually, they're <laughs> almost doubling the the earbud battery life over the AirPods Pro. Yeah, yeah, and, and I've been rocking so my ANC to ANC. Case. Oh, uh, hey, look at that! That's great. <laughs> oh, I really like that. Yeah, uh, it came up for the, uh, the well. It's part of the birthday thing. Uh, Google sent it out. I got the case. Like, dude, that is so nice. Uh, let me see here. Uh, the, the, yeah, I was I was trying to just double check and see how much battery life I still have left on them because the buds are, are still a hundred and the case is 40 percent. So it's like it's yeah. crazy. It, it's it's just it's tough to like and and the fact oh then dual connection that was the other thing it's sim, uh, dual yeah. simultaneous connection it's not one or the other it's bio, uh, so when I was running it on the eleven and the Pixel Seven, um, it, the whole time I was able to the handoff is seamless it, yeah the handoff seamless and yeah. clean. So a lot of kudos there that has to be given to OnePlus and, the, and what we have with the Plus Pro 2. Um, and definitely a, a good upgrade from last year's generation, but it's still from any other buds on the market right now. It's hard to compare other than maybe the Buds Pro, uh, the the uh, the Pixel Buds Pro, because they also have mm-hmm. the uh, you know the higher... It's Again, but they're pros. They, they also have spatial yeah. audio as well, and they bring in some of those experiences. But it's good. But, I mean, but that, again, it is such a killer fight. I can put these up against AirPods for $50 less, almost double the battery life, and Mm -hmm. nearly comparable performance on every other single metric. And I think the only other thing that the AirPods might handle just a little more gracefully would be multi-pairing across like three devices. Like you went phone and tablet and laptop. And then I, I feel like in the Apple ecosystem, that makes Google, more sense. But Google's in the, the Android ecosystem, though, going, yeah, going dual connect with a higher quality codec over AAC, I, and I think we've got an inc- 
incredible competitor. I, I think, yeah, I, that like, was the other thing. It, it doesn't support uh, anything above AAC on non-Pixel device. Sorry, on non-OnePlus devices. That was the other thing. You needed OnePlus I need to, to try get HTC. I, I need to try the OnePlus Buds with a Xiaomi because the first oh, generation oh, OnePlus Buds had LHDC, had LHDC first, first, and the yeah. first phone that actually supported it was my Mi 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, so I, uh, it was embarrassing. It took it took it like was, another two months for the OnePlus L- 10 to get updated yeah. for LHDC. They announced the LHDC codec and they did not support it for some time. Xiaomi for a while. It's like, yeah. hold, hold my beer. Let me show you how to do it. And you're like, yeah, it works yeah, there was, Xiaomi. There, there was about a six-week period last year where Xiaomi phones supported everything. Yeah. And they were the only phone, and premium tier, they were I, the only phone that supported... Like the newest versions of Vaptex, yeah. uh, LDAC, LHDC, um, like Bluetooth LE 5.2, I think at the time. It, 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 was, it was just hilarious. It was like there was one phone. I had one phone that I was using for all the... It's because I knew it could it had compatibility for all. Of and, and speaking of Xiaomi, which is the other thing, I think um, we I saw earlier today that it looks like they're going to have some announcements. So hopefully, the 13 series is, is coming or will be coming going international, um, international yeah. finally, which is typically the way they do. They they usually have it, you know, in China first, and then later on they'll release it. Sure. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, but I will. I am. I'm still rocking the uh, the the Vivo X90. I have I have gracefully good. retired the X70 Pro Plus. And that one inch sensor is just so good. Like yeah. I, I have a, I have enough pictures of New York now that I think I can just create a short video just talking about all the pictures I took with the the, the X ninety Pro in New York, walking around, um, you know, nighttime, daytime, all of that stuff. So, um, so anyway, I mean, I, I still have to kind of put together the the video for it. I, I realized the video that I posted last week was purely more of an intro into what I got. Um, kind mm-hmm. of a general understanding what the X90 Same. Pro is. Yeah, we yeah, had it for a day. <laughs> it was like <laughs> not even a day. I I was a surprise. It was a surprise Dropbox for me. I come back and it was like bam. I'm like okay. Um, but yeah, no, because I took it with me when I went to see, uh, when I went to uh, New York because I also wanted to take some pictures with it. I, I did a reel from it. I did content. I, so I'm really starting to leverage the performance improvements that this is providing. And it's exciting to see the leap because I never saw X, X80. So I'm going from a 70 to a 90 yeah. and it's a massive jump. That's a good so for jump. me. It's a ma- And of course, yeah. So overall, a lot of things to cover. February is barely, what is today? The, the seventh? The eighth, we're a weekend. Yeah. We're a weekend. Yeah. So exactly. We're almost at the, the one third of the month and we still have a lot of things to talk about. But so, for me right now, the, it's an easy recommendation for the 11, an easy recommendation for the Pro 2s. Um, and if you're considering or have any questions, please make sure to check out our coverage. Juan did a, a nice approach to covering his OnePlus 11 with multiple smaller segments as opposed to longer form uh, video. And I felt yeah, like my I first that, draft uh, on a OnePlus 11 video was 35 minutes long. And I went, nice. no, no, I don't think I'll do that. I think I'm going to carve this up into smaller pieces and it and makes no, no. It makes perfect sense. And and I think yeah. I may, I, I should, I should, uh, I should definitely start following in. I, I mean, YouTube's still going to bury point. it no matter what. Oh I mean, no, at this absolutely. point it doesn't it, even matter. You're going but... out the gate. You're going out the gate against. <laughs> yeah, I know. I realize they'll be like, you know, he's not popular enough. But no, um, as long as we're able, to, <laughs> as long as our voice is able to be heard and we have the ability of conveying our message, 
I think we're still doing something that we enjoy. And I think that's the main point of it. If we're not yeah. enjoying what we do, what's the point? No, so I think I th for both of us, the main, yeah. the main point is kind of consolidating less on whether or not we care about YouTube metrics and more just, do we have the fun lunchroom yeah. table to geek out at? And, and, and getting the message out to, and you That's know, probably better. Absolutely. And I think that's the biggest thing for me on, on the buds and the, and the, and the 11, I did them separately as videos and on the English side. Um, oh, and the one thing, okay. I, I wanted to, I was trying to say that before. So one of the biggest things that OnePlus announced that I was super, super excited, and it doesn't really impact the U S because it's not, it, you know, they're in the U S market, they're in Europe, they're in Asia. They're actually officially going to the Middle East. They finally yeah. officially now have sales channels in Saudi Arabia. It's a big, big thing because that was the biggest thing I always used to get on my videos in the Arabic side. Why don't we get it? When do we get them? It's almost like a pixel, right? Like Google doesn't yeah. sell their phones there. You always have to get it imported. And now OnePlus is finally going in. So that was exciting. And, and I'll shut up from there because I think that was <laughs> I was the only one at the, at the at the at the event in New York that when when they said launching in the, in Saudi Arabia start saying the price I was like, yeah and everybody turned <laughs> it's like why is he excited about that because obviously you don't watch my Arabic channel my friend but no uh, <laughs> there was there was a lot of good things and then of course OnePlus had the keyboard we're gonna hopefully find out more in April um, and uh, a OnePlus tablet, tablet a, a pad yeah uh, that looks crazy nice. Like Looks some really of the, nice. it, it's a premium tablet with a pen and a dock, like yeah. seriously gunning for like the iPad. But I also feel like they're trying to play a little bit of a game, trying to release and announce things ahead of Google because Google should be dropping the, their, the, the, you know, the, uh, the, the, the um, what's it called? The Tensor 2 powered uh, tablet, uh, the Pixel tablet sometime very soon. I, I mean, we're not hearing a lot of rumble around it, but it is, should be coming out soon. First quarter, if I'm not mistaken. So we'll have to see. Yeah. Well, but but I think OnePlus is is looking at Google's strategy. Yeah. Uh, like Samsung didn't learn anything from the Pixel 6 and the Pixel 7 wrecking the value proposition of the FE. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, OnePlus it is looking at that market saying, hey, you know what? Samsung and Apple are most vulnerable there. So if the rumors on a Google tablet coming out are, hey, this is going to be sort of a, a Tensor 2 powered tablet the year that Tensor 3 might come out, mm -hmm. and we know that it's not going to be the mostest expensive tablet on the market, but it's going to offer these like high performance features, mm -hmm. they were really smart to get out ahead of what Google might offer in that space. They're not going after the Galaxy Tab S9 oh. Ultra. They're going after a Pixel Tab. It, that is yeah. a better place to start fighting this fight for a lot of consumers. Right, and I feel like it was the the, the right approach to kind of keep in keep it in chin check. So that was my thing. As I was listening to the to the announcement, as we got a chance to see the color, the display, um, the technology they're doing, this, this their distinctive um, aspect ratio that they're also going with for reading purposes. Um, it, it, there's some excitement to find out. And then, of course, we'll, ha we'll have to see what they have for MWC as well. So th yeah. this is where I really, really, really am. I'm like, I'm, I can't say how excited I am enough about how excited <laughs> I am to, to, to try to go to MWC this year. Because for me, so many exciting things are going to happen there. I'm going to be extremely exhausted. I'm going to be tired. I hope mm -hmm. I don't get any kind of weird bug or whatever. But at the end of the day, yeah, I'm, I, I mean, we're 10, it's literally, big. we're, we're 17 days away, roughly, the from the beginning it's of the show be on real the 27th. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, so, and I'm also looking forward to see what some other companies are doing. You know, Honor, uh, Xiaomi, Oppo, OnePlus, all of them. So, um, I realize 
this show today was uh, one of our nice long ones. I didn't, re- I didn't think yeah, it was going to be that long. I thought we were going to, yeah, I thought it was going to be a chill, uh, you know, take it easy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, no. I, I want to say first and foremost, thank you to everybody for hanging out with us. Um, and I want to say, of course, uh, we're, we, you know, we're, I'm happy that we're still able to do the show and, and you guys enjoy it um, because it's a lot of fun on our side. And you, again, even though we were exhausted, there's a lot of things going on. It's yeah. still just being in the show gives that excitement and the energy level just to kind of bring us back into into things. So hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you very much for the for the support. And uh, of course, make sure to check out Juan on Monday with the SGGQA. Uh, this was also a co-hosted again as an Android Bay. And, you know, for the most part, the Android Bay's home is now on Thursday nights. I think for the most part, I feel like I just need to keep it there. Um, and the... uh, yeah, it, it's the right thing. It works. It works out in the, to our favor. So um, be safe. Stay safe. Thank you very much. We'll see you next week for another episode. And of course, we'll see you on the interwebs, the Twitters, the YouTubes, and the comments. So take care, everybody. It's good times. Always. Bam.